my neck, my, my back, my, my pussy, pussy, and my crack. <laughs> we should never sing on this. Every formula coming at you live from Venus. Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris bring you Gangster Goddess Broadcast. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we here uh, for? Let's go. Hi, uh, hi, Chris. Hi. It's really weird to be in, in quarantine with you. Doing it. We're episode? still in a quarantine. So um, we have a few things that we need to remember. We need to open up to camera, right? Because mm-hmm. we're not on Zoom. This is weird. Very okay. good. Okay. Also, the notes situation. Like, how are we doing I this? Know. I don't know. It's all going to take a second. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all going to take a second. It's a little weird. Um, but normally, we open up with. Well, normally, I'm this sorry. is a news. Oh my God. Welcome so- to Gangster Goddess Broadcast with Uncle Dre and Auntie Andy Chris. Chris. Why do you always say my name? I, I want to say Auntie Chris. You do? I do. How about I just say, Welcome to Gangster Goddess Broadcast with Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris? Okay, You're good. supposed to say it. We no, switch I, names. No, I'll just always do Welcome to Gangster Goddess Broadcast. You know something? Can you Why just not? put? Can you just put more lipstick? No, on? I'm done. Enough just with the lipstick. Put more, uh-uh. put more lipstick on. Uh-uh. I have a pound on already. My lips are gonna yeah, fall off. I'm tired. We're doing this late at night. Okay. Hi. Okay. How you doing? Um. So we're still a Soprano rewatch, right? Relate, rehash, rehash the things that we do. Yes. Um. We're gonna rehash this shit. This episode forever. We're just gonna keep going <laughs> and going okay. and go. We're like the Energizer Bunny. Okay, so we're at season two, episode two. It's good to see you, Chris. I know, it is nice to it's be. It's really weird to be it in. I'm just going to stare at you the whole time. I can't talk. Can you talk? You just do this. No, that's right. good. Okay. Let's go. You want me to do the recap? I want, yes, it's season two, episode two, Do Not Resuscitate. Air <sighs> January 23rd, 2000. Wait, remember how we used to have an Ajita segment? I'm taking my glasses off. I still want to talk. I don't want to talk about The Sopranos yet. Hold on a minute. All right, let's our, talk. Wait. Our new opening segment is Busted and Readjusted. Yes. I so, love um, so, yeah. Do you feel busted or readjusted today? How do you feel? Um, I'm a little busted up today. I got to be honest with you. Tell I've been why. a little busted up. Well, I'll tell you why I was busted this don't week. Don't yell at me like that. Sorry. I just thought of something. You're that getting makes, very aggressive. Right I now. thought of something that makes me feel really aggressive. And, um, for the busted and readjusted is a weekly thing. How were you busted? How were you readjust? Did you readjust? What, this it's also week, life. It can be an life. overarching be theme of our lives. Whatever but I think we, we're always Getting busted and then having to readjust. Exactly. And like Fuck whatever you, whatever we need to air out or, you know, whatever. Anyway. And this episode of the GGB is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, HelloFresh. Yes. And go to HelloFresh.com forward slash GG80 for 80 bucks off and use code GG80 mm-hmm. with free shipping. Can I say it too? I want to say it once. God. GG80. GG80. Don't mess around. Gangster God is 80 for 80 bucks off. That's right. That's awesome. So good. Hungry. Back to the episode. Back to the episode. Busted? I think I might have mentioned this to you. In my backyard, I found a fucking snake. This I'm not joking. I mean, I, I didn't find it. It. it was insane. Eight, eight feet long. Eight no, feet crazy. long. For people that are watching us on YouTube, um, literally the body of the snake, I mean, it was a gopher, so it wasn't um, 
toxic or it was huge. venomous. It was huge. But then you saw another snake in the road, a dead snake. I don't know. Like I There's live a in totem the wilderness. going on here. There, that might. I know you're afraid, of, deathly afraid of snakes. It's but my did you worst. You look it up because it might be a, your spirit animal and there might be some oh. some beautiful meaning to these it's, snakes it is my worst fear i want to put my house on the market if ever if anyone's looking to but buy you know what like snakes mid-century actually, modern house because what? snakes shed their their skin and there's a whole rebirth and i think that I you know. and i are in the middle of we're a little rebirth that. together we're being kind of birthed together it's nice it's like we're twins it is nice but yeah but, um, so that threw me and busted me up and i've been literally having nightmares about it not being able to sleep thinking that i've, I've like kept a door open in my room and all of a sudden there's going to be like a snake in my bed. Mm. Like really crazy stuff. It's my worst fear. Um, there was a big water bug on me in, in the garage the other day and I didn't even know we had those here. I thought that was a New York thing. Oh, those big, big ones? Yeah. Like those? Yeah, no. Yeah. Those are gross. But um, the snake. kids like to look at them. The that snake. picture you sent me, the snake in the grass. And what is Livia called Janice in this episode? A, sl- a snake in the grass. Does she say snake in the grass, right? I think right? so. She's a real yeah. snake in the grass, that one. And then Carm's um, like, she has no work ethic. <laughs> I think so. But um, readjusted. Um, well, yeah, because I think you need to uh, accept the fact that the snake is actually not a symbol of total danger. It's how you perceive it. It's how you see it. It's how you vibe with it. And you saw two snakes in one day. I think you need to read up on it and see what that might mean for you. And especially because we are in the middle of a rebirth. And you? Let's see. What's busted and readjusted me this week? Hmm. Well, I was supposed to drive to New York. And now I'm not Thank because, you. um, because, <laughs> well, we decided uh, to start a new podcast out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. So I've decided to stay, but that's not why I decided to stay. The real reason why we were driving there to drive Ginger home. Everybody uh-huh. knows who Ginger is. Ginger fame. Um, but we were because my mom has dementia. So I wanted to get home to her and be mm. with her. And the mom that I live with, I have two moms. We all know that I'm mom heavy. People um, I mean, you do have two moms. Can you explain that a little further? Because I, I I understand it, but I don't know if anyone else does. Sure, I guess because we are a new podcast, and if people haven't listened to our old podcast, they may not know. But I was mm-hmm. raised by um, our housekeeper, who was our um, – she became more my nanny than anything else. My mom was a playwright. <clears throat> She'd been, you know, doing her thing and, and trying to not live up to – her mother's expectations, which would have been a much different life for my mom. My mom broke the mold of her neighborhood. My mom comes from a mafia background, actually. Um, we'll talk about that more. I'll definitely get into stuff like that at some point. But um, so, yes, my uh, my mom didn't want to be a stay-at-home mother who raised children. She She didn't see the nobility in that because she was – trying to break away from the, her lifestyle for herself for herself Different, yeah. yeah um the 1950s harlem uh mafioso father who you know was a heroin dealer and all kinds of you know nefarious activities well the fact that your mom um, got out of that she's a gangster goddess right there yes she is a gangster goddess and she wrote about her life a lot mm. in her plays but um, she lost it towards the end of when everybody died, when all of the, the characters in her life, the players, died. She It was like she checked out. I don't even know if we, you know, I've said this before on the, on the last podcast when we're talking about Livia. Um, the dementia, whether or not it's real or not, 
I know that it's real for my mother, but we also question if it is it's was, just just an easy way out of or having, stress induced maybe and stress induced. Yeah. She also ravaged her brain and her body because she you know, and it relates to this episode actually, when Livia says to Janice, "You never liked yourself." And you and I will talk about that because we like to relate to everything that, yeah. that's on the show. And that's a big theme, oh, I think, in that. all that of our was, lives. Yeah. Um, I think it's a theme in, in a lot of people's lives. Getting, you know, I think that, you know, human beings live until they're um, 90 sometimes because our path is learning to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. As much as learning to love the person next to you, you're not going to love the person next to you unless you have a real genuine love for yourself. We are giving birth to this baby second podcast of ours second episode in baby yep Yep, we're doing it and uh we're gonna do the rewatch because that's what our fans enjoy but we're also really excited to um go into other areas yes especially the busted and justed area and chris is gonna kill me but i'm gonna say it again because i like to say it every time I can't wait to to dive into a, just a tiny bit of female uh, mafia history. Just, okay, I'm not going to talk about it too much. Okay, how about we get into the episode two recap? Let's do you it. You want me to read it? Don't I do. You? Go. Oh my god, I have 17 pairs of glasses. We're switching everything up. Go. Episode two recap. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I love the two. On points. today's episode of The Sopranos, do not resuscitate. Tony deals with protesters at a construction site. Junior gets released from prison. We see Livia's health continue to decline, as does her relationship with Janice. And we learn more about Big Pussy's divided loyalties. I think the episode is actually about a lot more things. And I've been thinking about our theme, Busted and Readjusted, Mm -hmm. a lot. And Mm -hmm. thinking about how it relates to Mm -hmm. even this episode. How? Heavily, actually. Really heavily. Who's busted up? And well, the relationships, I didn't... All, all of these relationships oh, have been the rela- busted. Yes, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. The relationship between Tony and Livia um, is is busted. Uh, Livia, uh, Melfi and Tony are not speaking, so we're, we're, we're away from that for a moment. You, wait, you know who is busted and readjusted? Tony and Uncle Junior. They yes. readjusted in this yes. one, which actually... Well, it's not there yet, but it's... I don't know. It's, it's on its way. Yeah. And I, 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 by the way, our show is produced by two rock and rollers. We're not fucking around. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then there's our girl, Margot. Our girl, Margot. She's our lady. Yes. She's our, she's she's our queen. She's our third trifecta over here. Um, but the boys are the technical producers. Is everything cool, boys? Everyone's drinking coffee in the background. Take off your pants. No, please go. Come on. Can you both anyway, take off your pants while the we title. Right? I'm okay, getting fine. back into. Okay. Do not resuscitate. Anyway. DNR. Well, hold on. What? Busted and readjusted. Yes. Uh, well, you know what? We'll talk about it as we go. Yeah. Go ahead. We're get gonna, into the title, Chris. Everything is going to go, go into go, it. Go. Medical clause. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. DNR. Mm-hmm. Um, Janice and Tony talk about signing the DNR for Livia, and um, it could be end of, end of something. Obviously, it's relating to resuscitate, repairing relationships. Yes, but I, you know, we can go. You know how I like to reach for things. Of course, we can go a little farther with this. In so far as when you think of resuscitation, you think of a mouth. You think about Jimmy. Can you say his name? Altieri. Oh, you fucking said it Fuck right. You. Yes. No, this doesn't work for me. Jimmy. And Listen. by the way, people, new podcast. Oh, hold on. Where's my Where's my angle? Look at me. I'm like this. Oh, oh, it's right there. New <laughs> podcast. New. I just mouth. Up her shot. New <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Jimmy Altieri. 
Okay. Well, you know what, guys? Everyone out there, I got murdered on the last no, podcast. No, it's for my favorite. Saying, I don't know what. Uh, how did if I you don't it? mispronounce words, okay. I'm quitting. Okay, let's you go. Bet, no, 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 yeah, I, no, no. It's not words. It's no, a name. it's a thing. It's an Italian thing. Great. It's it's a thing Moving that you on. do that reminds me of my family and reminds me of my youth. Your you, youth. You must <laughs> mispronounce several okay. words. Why? It's I'm going to tell you why. Contract. I'm going to tell you why. It's in my contract. Because we're making merch with this podcast, yes. right? Are yeah. we not? Because yeah. now that we have your sexy lips catching a bullet. Oh my god. Right. Yes. We're making merch now. I'd like to have a T-shirt. Which is all of Chrisisms. <laughs> I want. Stop it. Yeah. Now. It's going to be great. Stop it. So, fans out there, when she mispronounces a word, please oh, write no, it no, in no. to remind us. It's going to say Carmel. Yeah. It's going to say Carmel, <laughs> Sylvia for Silvio. It's going to say Jimmy Altsevic. I don't know. I don't even remember what I said. I Sometimes I just, my brain. But I like when she's called the Jimmy Kimmel show, is the Jimmy Kimball oh, show. Oh, just shut up. Anyway, my brain goes faster than you know. I just don't know. People, I'm dumb. How no, about that? No, no, you're you're a you're the brains <laughs> behind everything that we do. You are the farthest oh thing God. from dumb. Um, but the name, the, the mispronouncing of certain things. I tell things, you, I have to tell you, runs. I told you, my dad cannot pronounce. What does your dad say? He says for. Uber is Hu- which H. I love it. It's Huber. I love it. And I'm like, Dad, an Uber? He's like, I, I tried to get a Huber at the airport. Or human being, he takes the H off, is human being. I like it. I just, he's from Keep Jersey. Going. We're all from Jersey. My grandmother had lots and, of them. I mean, Tylenol for Tylenol. Yeah, it's like, and every the time remote you, you, you control. cannot correct them. It just doesn't, and he's a smart like man. It. He's self-made, like smart man. Nope. Human being. Like you. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh-huh. Let's move Human. on. Human. Let's move on. Okay. To, to the um, episode summary. Well, hold on a minute. Hold on. Let's always <gasps> check in with each other if it's okay to move on because you know that sometimes it's not okay for me to move on. Oh, God. Hold on. <laughs> Let me refer. Um, We're moving on to okay. the undertone. The DNR. I just want to talk about the okay. title oh, for yeah, one yeah, more okay. minute because it's really important to me. Um, the mouth reference, I said that. Um, I, I think that the way AJ talks about DNA... Also, uh-huh, it's good. Um, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But the whole thing with um, Tony, where he says to Janice, let sleeping dogs lie. Do not resuscitate. Like, why revive this relationship? Why? Like, these are two estranged mother and daughter situation. Like, why? To, and, and Junior asking him to revive his relationship with, with, with Livia. Livia yeah. um, Pussy is in the middle of, you know, in the, in the trenches of becoming a rat. Um, everybody has to sort of, they're all sort of busted and trying to find their ways in which mm-hmm. they're going to readjust yeah. to the new norm for them. Like Pussy is going to, you know, be be in protective custody at some point. Um, it's just, it goes on with all the characters, I think. So... Yeah. I agree. I see that. I hear you. Would you like to move on, Dre? Yeah, thanks for checking out, okay. Kushner. <laughs> Put my glasses on. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go into the um, undertone and the summary mm. of it. I love that overarching theme is my favorite. I know. Go. I'm going to, I mean, this is basically seeing characters. Oh, that, well, yeah. Go ahead. Seeing people more clearly. There's a whole thing in the optometrist office, <laughs> which obviously. Um, ironic. The it's whole very ironic. Music. Of course, they were going to pick um, an eye doctor, a heart doctor, and an eye doctor. Those are the two doctors' offices that Junior visits, and I think that's very. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it's very telling because there's clearly a lot of heart in this episode. There's well, a lot of anger. Tony, I feel like 
they love each other. Like there's something there. There obviously I don't know about Junior and his love. I question his. Um, but Tony, but Junior can't see past himself. But yeah, which is why I think he wants to switch his glasses. And he says, "I don't like what I look like." Oh yeah, did you see the best part when it was he was talking to Bobby Bacala? Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? At the you did. Top? Wait, do you know how to say his full name? No, I'm not say it. Nope, nope, nope. Please nope, say it. Nope, come on, come not come even come trying. Come on, come on. Anyway, Bachelary. Bachelary. Okay, got it. So Bobby Bachelary and Junior. You sound sexy when you say that <laughs> with those fucking lips. <laughs> with your donkey lips, girl. <laughs> they are in the optometrist's <laughs> office, right? Yes, that's one of the doctor's offices. I think the first doctor's office is actually uh, but the he's heart like, doctor, right? Did you right? see me on TV? And um, he doesn't like what he and looks Bobby, like. And Bobby, who's like the big dumb guy, is like, "You're on TV? What? What are you on TV I know, for?" I love like, that. So, and he tells TV? it he on tells, the news, you fuck. And he tells that silly joke, and he's like, "Well, I don't get it, huh? What joke?" But that's anyway. a, I think that's an underlying theme on the show too. About hmm. people seeing, you know, obviously seeing other people clearly, but about seeing your, yourself, mm-hmm. that he doesn't like what he looks like on television, which is, well, you know, it's a physical thing, but I think it's beyond that. I think he, he is feels, ashamed of what he's done. He's not the boss. He knows he's a joke. He knows he was a set up to yeah. take the fall. I mean, And Tony doesn't stop reminding him no, of that. No, and Tony, yeah, he knows this. All yeah. his all of his capos were having meetings without him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a joke. No one no one has respect for him. They don't see him in that way. No. So, um there you go. And he, the only safe place for him right now is with Tony. Um but Tony I feel like his love is genuine for Junior and there's still yeah. I just don't I trust Junior, I mean, especially I'm jumping ahead towards the end of the episode. But anyway. No, yes, don't do it. Um, the undertones and no, seeing don't. people clearly, seeing themselves clearly. Um, we see Bobby, who's introduced as, um, you know, like a, yeah. push- a pushover. Right. Kind of like big and dumb. Yes. And he was wearing a fat suit. Oh, I he heard that. He wasn't big enough for them. But he's a big, I mean, a guy. But, the, but like, he he's trumps, a big guy. definitely trumps Tony Soprano, big pussy. And everybody yeah, with that he's, size. he's a big dude. He's a, he's a tall guy, too. And mm. I love him. I love Steve's character. Aww. I always love that he character. He looks like a gentle giant, right? Yeah. And yeah. the reason why I, I always thought that he was perfect casting to come in at this point, because I knew that, um, that they were going to be, you know, that Pussy was going to be not for long on the show, but Pussy and, and Steve play that same... You yes. love there's there's this softness. Like, there's a softness to that. Yeah, absolutely. You just love uh-huh. them, and they're also fantastic yeah. fucking actors. Yeah, they're really great. Um, I love the way Steve played um, his character because he he's so like a deer in headlights, but then he has that moment where he just says, you know, you don't have to fucking talk to me like that, and he actually under his breath, not even under his breath, he calls him. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, it later, I mean, you but, know what? <clears throat> I guess I know. I just said he's a pushover, but. You know, is that a pushover? Because I feel like he knows what Tony's capable of. And is any anybody in Tony's presence, unless you want to f- open your mouth and get whacked, you're going to keep right. your... So is it really a pushover or, or is he smart? He was on, you know, he said he inherited Junior. He knows he's playing for the other team to a certain degree, even though he's not a fan of Junior, really. I like how they go from 
um, Al Sapienza, Mikey Palmisi, like the, the fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the good-looking, handsome, slick guy to this big mamon. But I, I don't understand the fact that the Bobby was always on Junior's crew and then he's just showing up now in season two, episode two. They're all, they were all hiding. He, that's why Tony even says, like, tell him to come out of his fucking mouse hole, like calzone on... Calzone on legs. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That is good. Oh, I don't that like is. the fat jokes. I don't like it. It's so good, I though. Like I like For it. this scene, it's good. And he's speaking, I mean, whatever. It's the funny to watch, like, one heavy set guy rail another <laughs> heavy set guy. I mean, whatever. whatever. Okay, so um, Janice, uh, her two colors come out. And Livia sees them, sees her uh, Janice for who she is. Yeah, and that's we all. basically Those see scenes are my favorite. Yeah, scenes. Livia's reason, not Livia, Janice's reason for coming to New Jersey. She's after money in Livia's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's. Uh, I think that there is. This is a big one. This is an overarching theme for me, and I, I, I you might think I'm, I'm pushing too far, but it. It goes into a lot of the scenes with the black protesters, and when we meet the uh, um, the old, the father of the reverend, but they're both reverends, right? Yeah. We have uh, we have Reverend Senior and Reverend Junior, um, James Junior and James Senior. Are they both Jameses? I think. Why do you have two pairs of glasses on your head? <laughs> Just wondering. You literally have. I do. <laughs> Okay, got Because one of these reflects and one doesn't, but uh, I don't know. I don't know which classes are better for me here. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But, uh, and I'm a mess. But, um, Reverend James Jr. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Mm-hmm. But I think that there is a theme going on here of freedom. And I think it even, I think it even, uh, relates to the title, Do Not Resuscitate, when, when one person, when, when someone gets let go, like gets let go, they're emancipated. Um, like, it's their, uh, like an exodus kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the Reverend that. mentions that when Tony mentions the, mentions <clears throat> religion to him mm-hmm. and the Bible. And it's an important moment, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a moment. I think that, uh. Oh yeah, and yeah, people, and we're also dealing with people growing older in this episode. Yeah, we're really feeling the impact of of the elders and Junior Reverend Junior. Uh, oh God, I don't know how to say their name. Reverend James Junior. Mm-hmm. He says it in that scene with with. Uh, I'm just gonna keep taking my glasses. I on. know. I'm so <laughs> On Zoom, I have my glasses on the whole time because I have to look at you I and know, I can't see you. I know. But now... It's okay. I like watching it. You're just, you're just back and forth. I'm pulling all my hair out of <laughs> I noticed. That's what I'm saying, too. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Um, okay. So... Uh, are we going to go scene by scene? Is that... We, no, we we're still just kind of jumping around. Do the stuff done? Well, I did the scene. I want to do it different. I want to do it dancing. No, we're not doing it dancing. I want to do it dancing. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to go through the scenes that meant something to us. Okay. So, um, new players. We have uh, Jack Masseron. Um, because when you look at the signs, um, even in the framing, I think who directed this? Martin Bruce Lee. I never know if I'm saying his name right. You are. But um, I am. I think so. Well, that's nice that you know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, I would know that. He's my old friend, too, on the show. He was a music supervisor, and he directed a few episodes. He's fantastic, and I loved him. Um, anyway... The 
the framing, you see all these signs and it says Massa and <clears throat> they're protesting for their jobs, equal rights, all kinds of things. And <clears throat> it's interesting that, of course, they I'm sure that's such a, a David Chase soprano production team choice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's Jack Masseron. And then it's the first time we see Bobby Bobby Bacala. Bobby Bacala. Say, say his full name. Bacalari? Bacalari. Mm, cute. Bacalari. Bacalari. Bobby Bacala Bacalari. Mm, I don't know oh. how you say that. Go ahead. Bobby Bacala Bacalari. No, it's Bacala. 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 <laughs> Bobby Bacha Bacalari. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always um, going to do it. I'm even reading it and I still switch. I think I'm dyslexic. I, I think am. you're cute. What oh, you are is cute. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm That's cute. Right. In this that, is the like, only female soprano rewatch, people. This Let's is just it. remind everybody. Um, we are it. We'll talk about we'll talk about Bobby Bacala because he's one of my new favorite <laughs> characters um, on the show. There's so many new characters. We are the only female sopranos rewatch. Yes, we are. That's fucking great and that's why it's called gangster goddesses but our balls gangster goddess it's <laughs> like we have three balls each why because we just do yeah okay that's us i actually knew a kid in high school who did have three balls that's crazy and i really want to say his name so bad right now but it'd be so bad because his name is pretty interesting too okay bobby three balls yeah not really but kind of <laughs> okay agent skip he was um he's a new player too fbi agent he looks like a wise guy. He looks like a... And he's an FBI agent. Well, let's talk about his name. First of all, Skip. Skip is a common... I mean, I think you hear Sirico call the boss, Tony Soprano, Skip. Skip, Skipper. No, Skipper. Because the Skip yeah. is, the, is, the, is, is the captain, captain of a of ship. ship. Mm -hmm. So Skip, that makes sense, because it's also Skip is not a very Italian name, no. if that's his actual name. Um, and then we have... We have the Reverend James Jr., and he's our Christian minister, secret associate of Tony Soprano. We find that out at I, the end of this episode. There's a, I think there's, um, yeah, there's a reveal towards the end of the episode, which is all, which is cool because you don't know that that's happening. But then you realize that these religious characters, um, like Father Phil, um, who leverages food within within a crooked world. And the Food Reverend and James everything Jr. Else. is leveraging money. He's on the take. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's where we're I at. I think the Father Phil is leveraging as much as he can get in any way. Watches, food, everything. Yeah. Um, but they're on the take. These are not holy men. This is not. Um, no. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not working for. They're not working for God. <laughs> no, they are not. God is not their skip. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the episode opens up with Tony visiting Uncle June in jail. Oh, I, lo I love this episode. I love the anger. I love when Tony Soprano is pissed off. I love it. He must have pebbles in his shoes. The all fact the time. that he would even that he can even go. I mean, this guy put wanted him dead and was someone who raised him, who helped raise him. It's, right. And the I, I just I, I I'm not that person. So. But the way you know <clears throat> he's angry as fuck. There's <laughs> a standoff on the phone at first with you know who's who's going to pick up first. Yeah. It's like a race. It's so awesome. And then and remember you know what we talked about in our last podcast. Ginger was telling us about. Um, with the rocks in the shoes. I think he definitely has rocks in his fucking shoes or rocks in his underwear, his underwear. or something yeah. because he's so on fire already. But even through his intensity, he says, what's this here I hear about your heart? 
I know. You He's know. concerned. He's obviously, there's a battle going on there with that whole relationship for yes. him. And, they, and you know, it could have been anything. It could have been, I mean, Junior's going to have other things wrong with him. But the fact that we start with the heart right at the top of the se- season two, um, you see how much heart Tony has. No matter what, I mean, he really is the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. His heart does lead him through so much. His ego does too. But when it comes to his family... Um, well, he's got so many dimensions, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that he asks him about his heart right off the, the right off the bat, it's like... You know, it's like a little kid with his dad who sees all of the ugliness, but just he loves his dad. He needs that that validation. He needs that relationship. Um, a father-mother relationship is much different, but a father-son relationship. And I feel like Junior and, and Tony Soprano have this heavy father-son yeah. well, relationship. Yeah, well, he's the closest thing that, to his dad that he had, and his dad's gone. Yeah. What I didn't understand, or still don't, in the scene, why is it so important to for Uncle for Uncle? Oh, oh that's my favorite. Keep going. Keep going. Keep fucking up the words. Uncle Keep June. fucking up the words. Ooh, stop it! I look stop. how cute you look when you. Why is he words. trying to urge Tony back to Olivia? <clears throat> yeah. You see what I, I just said? You you didn't even hear what I said. I have to clear my throat because I have Chinese food stuck okay. in my throat. Okay. Um, yeah, why does he want to push him towards reconciliation? Yeah, why? Like, what is what is that angle? Like, what what's he uh, he tried to kill his nephew with his mother, and now he's just so intent on this yeah, whole episode bent. that these two reconcile. Why? Well, does I think, Libya have well, something a, over him? Well, there's a no. I think there's a few things here. I think his guilt mm. is ravaging mm-hmm. him. I think he's been humiliated to death by this entire situation. I think. So why does he care then? He, well, I also think that if they can maintain a united front as Sopranos, yeah, and somehow so. show, and this is again the busted and the readjusted. Um, how do we readjust so that we appear um, whole to 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 the families? Mm-hmm. Um, they can't look disjointed they can't appear to be weak that's a weakness well he's all about and even said we talked about him uncle june in the optometrist office when he was saying how'd i look how'd i look on camera do he i need a, do i need a neck lift do i need or i think did he says, say a neck lift no but Chris, I, maybe i was thinking Chris, i need one fucking say a neck lift <laughs> no maybe i'm making that up he wow. said something about like maybe i should get something done right did he say something like that i don't know about that but he was thinking about changing his glasses, his glasses he definitely frame, said the glasses I like how he looks, but I think that it's a much deeper. Yeah, it's deeper, but it's still that same vanity, that same ego that he just, at whatever it takes, you make amends with it just so we look like we've got it all together. Yes. It's just appearances. about appearances. About appearances. Yeah. Which... He wants everybody to see them as this strong family and him to be seen with these big glasses on. <laughs> glasses are great oh my god thank god he didn't change his glasses because you know i haven't seen the series in years so when he was commenting on that i wasn't reading into the dimensions of each scene and the subtext at first at face value i was like holy fuck is he changing his glasses because if he is i'm checked out i'm I'm not watching the show anymore he that when he's he had that look on his face he looked so cute in that scene shifty eye no he looked little he looked like a five-year-old in that scene with those glasses on he's like how do i look all insecure but back we're still in the first scene so let's go back to that scene and what he says one of my favorite lines that my father used to say all the time mm. doesn't he refer to somebody as a motherless cunt and if you think about it does he tony soprano uh-huh. is motherless yeah 
um, and he says it a lot. That's a common always. word used on the show. When he falls in the shower, he says, your sister's cunt, too. Like, your he's sister's always cunt. Like, that's my father's favorite. Your sister's cunt. Oh, my God. Oh, that's one of my favorites, too. I hate to say it. Don't, don't, don't judge me, guys. That I grew up in this world. <laughs> she did. Sorry. <clears throat> um, um, okay, so then we go to um, the the protest at the construction site. There, and they're they're um, picketing protesters, demanding jobs for the black workers. Yeah, and we don't know we don't know what's going on yet. But that's the first time we see the signs. We see the massa sign. Mm-hmm. Something's at play. We don't really know what's going on yet. It's just a. At, at this mo- at this point of the episode, it's it's definitely just uh it's it's the setup for the rest, um, and then we cut to the Soprano House. Yes, where it's kind of in the same vein. It's you know it's Aida Janice. Oh my God! Can we just take a moment? She's we got to take a moment. I am obsessed with fucking watching her. I'd forgotten. I mean, first How of all, she is. I could watch her face all mm-hmm. day. I find her face to be one of the more beautiful faces. Her curly hair, her whole vibe. It's young. It's very young. Oh, yeah. I love her so much. And in real life, I love her so much. She's mm-hmm. one of the few um, cast members that I that I still mm-hmm. hang out with from time to time. Yeah. So she's like home to me. So um, seeing her on the show and watching her do her thing, because I never had scenes with her really, she's fucking phenomenal. To me, she's... The female Tony Soprano and perfectly cast because she plays. Well, because she's so dimensional too. There's so many layers to her. Like there's yeah. like that young, innocent, playful, but then there's that. They other were in Streetcar Named Desire together on Broadway. Oh, they really? knew each other before. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's great her. in the scene. And the two of them together, you really believe that they are siblings. You know, the way they push each other's buttons, it just reminded me of my 10-year-old and my 12-year-old. I was just like, oh, they knew. They knew how to, they know how to get it. She knows how to yeah. push his buttons. Oh, big time. Oh, more, yeah. more so than he. The women are so much more yeah. calculated. I mean, he became calculated, and he took a lot of his advice from, from Melfi. Mm-hmm. And, and the way Livia was giving advice to Junior... Um, but the way, the way, she, the, I mean, nothing could have been, that character was so perfectly developed. Can I, can I fix something, Robin? My, my hair? It's right there. I just, I'm staring at that one piece my of hair. <laughs> oh, I have so many glasses. No, it's good, it's good, it's good. I have lots of glasses okay. going. Um, anyway. You tell me when I have lipstick on my teeth and I tell you when you have a, thanks, a hair out of place. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Okay. Um, yes. So they're arguing about, um, uh, the house, Yeah, right? Janice is pretending she's concerned about mm-hmm. saving money. I mean, she's fucking full of shit. But again, another scene where I feel like he has fucking rocks in his shoes. He's yeah. got that hose. He's spraying it. He's got a cigar. He comes in so hot. And what, what does she say, um, to, to, uh, oh, she was going to visit Livia. That was it. She was going to, and she asked Meadow and Meadow couldn't <clears> go. So anyway, she, then she ends up at the office, at the, at the office at, um, it's not Green Grove. Is it just another hospital? I thought it was Green Grove that had the hospital division. No, they, or maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Because I've I don't been think looking they into nursing it. homes for my own mom right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought they were all one place, but anyway, she goes to the hospital and, um, Wait, yeah, it's not actually Green Grove because she says in the scene, in the scene later, you know, I'm gonna, I want to take you back to your house to take care of you because now you have me, mom. Right. And the and Livia like is like, wait, what? I want to go back. Well, no there's more a bunch green- of these scenes. Oh my god, it's so there's good. There's a bunch of these yeah. scenes in this episode, and they're my favorite scenes of of possibly most of the series. Like I, 
First of all, Nancy Marchand is amazing. Is even I mean, she was amazing in the first season. This second season, it's even beyond. I like know. the layers of what her character is playing, it's it's nuts. I know. I mean, it's fucking. It's every crazy. little tiny move. It's the way she points at things with the whatever is food to the nurse, anything. But the way she acts up when the nurse comes back in the room every yeah. time, like oh, she puts a, on a performance. Oh, for everybody she, all the time. She's kind of like me. No, she's, she's not like, like you. Me. You're not like you're I'm not kidding, like I'm I just mean the fact that she'll perform for anybody. Oh yeah, that. What can yes. I do for you? Want me to just <laughs> want me to do a little oh. sing, song and dance? Pat your head and tap your what? Anyway, um, um, but I like in this scene when she's she starts going off about her husband. Right? She says something about like you don't know. You nobody knows what I went through. Well, she, for, well, let's get let's let's roll it back. Yeah, you could never stand it here. You could never stand yourself. She calls Let's her talk out. about that. Since mm. you and I are known for relating, that is a huge theme in this show. It's mm-hmm. a huge theme. And I think it's a huge theme in, in most people's lives, really oh, yeah. trying to find self-acceptance. And um, it's every character from Tony Soprano seeing his shrink to his panic attacks to his guilt to Junior not liking what he looks like to Big Pussy feeling um, like he's a 21 mic. 21 mic. I don't know. No, I just know. want to make sure. Thanks, I appreciate it. Bye. I feel like mine's close to me. Chris, do you like yourself? So I want, I want yours to be close Chris. to you because I don't want my big. I mean, look, everybody—it's ebbs and flows. Like sometimes you're down with yourself, right? And sometimes you're. What about when you were young? Because she's referencing her her daughter buying amphetamines when she was young, selling her ballet slippers to buy amphetamines. Probably amphetamines to possibly lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's what chicks looked for amphetamines for yeah. back in those days. Um, let's talk about when we were young for a minute and whether or not we really liked ourselves and how we busted and readjusted. Well, you can go first. Go ahead, oh. since you bring it up. All right. I have to think about that. I need a mom- I need a moment. Because I can. I I think as your friend, if yeah. I can speak candidly. Oh, here we go. I see where your. I see where some of your your stuff is. Oh, you sometimes. do. Oh, great. Yeah, I do. Let's. Well, okay. I do. Oh shit. Let's you don't. Go. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know how beautiful you are. You don't know. Oh my You're, god. I'm going to start to cry. God. I'm going god. to start to. <laughs> Just. You don't know, and I'm and I say it because I relate to it. Because when I was younger, um. I also didn't know because I... Oh, my God. It, you're, like, getting teared up a little bit. No, I, I will cry. But I, we're not on Zoom now. I'm right here in the room with you. I will start to cry. This is weird, man. <laughs> this is fucked up. <laughs> this is fucked up. But oh, my God. Okay. Now I can take thank my Thank had, but I had a body thing, definitely, when I was young. So, yes. I... Yeah, I went through some But shit. it's usually not really about our bodies. I know. It's usually no, about something else. No, I know. That's what else. I'm saying. That, yeah. I had it too because when I was when I was twelve, I would put a my daughter's age. I put a note on my refrigerator for my mother that said, "If you see me going into the refrigerator, please kick me in the stomach." Oh my god! Can you imagine no. if your fucking daughter put a note on her refrigerator that said that? No. I mean, my mom was so busy being my mom that these weren't the things that were really important to her. Yeah. She only kind of took responsibility for that stuff once I was much older and I really busted up my life as much as I could. And then she did come in and help me readjust it. But at 12 years old, to be someone who already didn't even understand the concept of not liking oneself, but you write a, a, you write a letter like that and put it on the refrigerator, your mom, who is a fucking writer, 
who is diving into people's emotional lives, and she was an amazing writer, that she doesn't take the time to be like, what is this about? Yeah. You know, this and is it's not intense. like, by the way, I've seen pictures of you at that age. You were never, ever a heavy kid. Not no. even chubby, not even overweight. No. Nothing. Even on my time on The Sopranos, when I would have to put on those little outfits. God damn it, man. Um, I was like, you know, everyone's going to be looking at me like I look crazy, like I look weird, like, you know, I feel so self-conscious, I feel so naked. Like, I was never free in my fucking skin. Oh, I never felt that way. Never. I still don't, to be honest with you. No. So that's yeah, something so, I'm always fighting, yeah. But the busted and readjusted and not liking yourself when you're little... Um, for the, for their family, for a kid like, like Janice, she had the approval of her dad always, you could tell, but he was always using her. They, he used the kids for his own benefit for his business. It wasn't like these were parents that were actually nurturing these children to become anything. Carmela says it to Livia. She has no worth that work ethic. You know, whose fault is that? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's true. They're just sort of floundering, you know? And I think that, you know, when you grow up in a family like that, where the parents are so busy and self-consumed, the kids don't know, don't really know many boundaries. At least I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, there just wasn't a lot of focus there. You know, it's like, here's a credit card. You're pretty, you're cute. Um, I can't help you with your homework. Leave it out. I'll do it for you. There was no like growing of the child. It was like, let me just take over for you. And yeah, that's true. You know, so then who do, who are you? Uh, yeah, I don't like myself. What what is there to be proud of? I'm not doing my own homework. I'm not. Um, you're pretty. You're pretty. But you're, I was you're pretty. pretty. You're pretty. So that yeah. became everything all yeah. of a sudden. And it's like, and God forbid you don't look pretty one day, or you don't. You look in the mirror, mirror and you have like a face full of acne one day. You know what I mean? Then you're the like, way, you're nothing. The Italians, then you don't even have that. The fucking Neapolitans, they got a thing. They have a thing that where, you know, they don't. They they're like, they have a thing about pretty and not pretty. They're fuckers. What do you with mean? That. The Neapolitan Italians can have this thing. They love. They like beauty. They, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a maybe that's why the Italians have so many gumadas. I, I, mean, I don't my, fucking know. My, my mom also would let me speak freely about any other stuff. I would never try to betray her in that way because she loves the human condition and loves well, being a writer. She dives into everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Even the even mm-hmm. our relationship that was so um, tenuous when we were when I was young. She loved making amends and love. Mm-hmm. We t- we tore it apart together, which is a. To my benefit, That's you know, great. not many, not many kids have that. So no. I got to readjust, but you're still scarred when you're little. Yeah. And if you've listened to our other podcasts, you'll know some of the reasons why. But we'll also dive We're into those dive things into them here again too, and again. Why the and fuck again not? And again, yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> and now a word from our amazing sponsors, HelloFresh. I don't know if I can do this ad right now. I'm so hungry. It's not. <laughs> gonna work it's not right that we have to talk about hello fresh while we're starving because they have the best food and we can whip it up like that okay so here's the deal with hello fresh they deliver to your house in these brown paper bags totally recyclable all the ingredients you need for the most delicious freaking meal you've ever had ever all different cuisines mixtures of different cuisines like when you're running out of your recipes Mm -hmm. all of a sudden boom hello fresh shows up and it's like oh 
Hello. It's so I'm going to cook this in just 30 minutes. And you do. Yeah. Well, Chris's kids do. She has her kids cook for her. It's so easy. And it's a great family project. I mean, no wonder why it's America's number one meal kit. Yes, it is. And what, what I am obsessed with is how fresh the meats are. Because I normally don't like to handle any meats. Mm -hmm. And I also don't really, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing, um, and now that school's about to start again for kids and getting to the supermarket is not really no. the happiest event of all time. You know that if you have your HelloFresh um, meal kits sent to you, mm -hmm. you're set for a few days yeah. with amazing meals. You can feed the whole family. Um, Chris, you do the vegetarian low calorie. I do the low cal. I love it. And the fam. I mean, we. I did that. Like, what was that called? The other meal that I sent you pictures of. Oh, the Korean babimbap. So oh my god! Impressed no one knows by how it. to make babimbap at home, but HelloFresh will make sure that you figure it. It was figure delicious. It out. My kids were eating it. I have a nine-year-old. It was amazing, and it yeah. was a great family activity. So the pork burgers. And I don't really? even eat meat anymore. Oh my god! So I know good. it sounds weird. Yeah. It is one of the most delicious things. I ever had in my life. I swear to God. And then the way they send all the condiments, all their oh, little it's packages, so it's a perfect um, amount for each recipe. So you know you're not like having to measure. That's why it saves so much time. And the other cool thing about it is you can cancel while you're going to be on vacation or you can change your menu. Oh, I'm addicted to it. I love it. Me too. And the good news is if our listeners or viewers on YouTube go to HelloFresh forward slash GG80. Use the code 80. They're getting 80 bucks off. Oh, wow. And free shipping. Oh, that's awesome. I know. It's amazing. GG80. GG80. Code GG80. All right. HelloFresh.com forward slash GG80 and code GG80 to get 80 bucks off and free shipping. That's a great, a great deal. That's awesome. Yeah. Dig it. Now I'm starving. But now we have to continue our relaunch. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Janice never liked herself. So a lot of people who don't like themselves, they tr leave and move to other places. They don't have to get as far New away Jersey from their families. New Jersey for me to L.A. Yeah. It's like Janice. Janice went from New Jersey to Seattle. Yep. There and you Livia go. says, oh, my daughter from, from California. California. <laughs> She's like, Seattle, ma. Yeah. Seattle, She doesn't ma. even know where her daughter is. I love her is. face when she says that. Seattle, ma. Like when she walks in that I room. I stare at her face all fucking She's day She's a long. great actress. She's beautiful. Um, And then, Liv then Livia starts going into the whole, the, the saint. Why does she call her... She keeps on calling her her husband. Oh, that's well, a, such an Italianism. He was a saint. No, my but Johnny. she doesn't say. Oh, in this one, she says, "You don't know how hard it was for me." So, so is he a saint or is an or is he an asshole? Like, I think which he's, is it with her? He's whoever she, she needs him, him to, to be, be to yeah. paint the fucking picture and to play the role martyr. she needs to mm -hmm. play, which is always the fucking martyr. God always. knows. Um, and again, I'm so used to hearing my grandmother say all these things. Take me now, kill me now. My mom um, would always say. I gave you kids a life. You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, or everything. I gave on a my kids a life on a silver, silver platter. platter. My life on a silver. But platter. But my mother would say, like the spoon thing was sometimes in the platter. It's, it's, it must be an Italian cliches. Thing. Just an Italian and that's also thing? an old timey thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were born everything on a gave silver my platter. Life. It's my children on a silver platter. Um, um, okay, so then um, I like when she goes, "Just open the window and push me out." So good. <laughs> It's, what if someone's like, okay. <laughs> you don't fool me for a second. You're here to take my house. 
She's so, the delivery of all those words, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. But I like how when she gets there, she tells her mom that she's working on her self-help book. Yeah. And that she might call it um, some uh, Madam Kerouac or some shit yes. like that. I mean, I love that Janice brings that whole Is element like into that? the In show. Real, like, what's her, what's her no. vibe? I love no. it. Um, she'll, we'll get her on here I'm, at some point. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know if you have a lot of friends that are into, well, I'm one of them, that are into all that shit. Oh, yeah. But that's usually... Sometimes when you have these friends that are, like, really heavily into their spiritual self, you'll come to learn that they're actually really angry and aggressive underneath it all. Oh, I see it sometimes. And they've been dealing ah, just with... When it oh, comes with to me. All, just when it comes to logos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Chris logos wanted, and trailers. Yes, yes, logos. We just have to get it right. We got to get the logo right, yes, man. It's a new podcast. Yeah. The logo's got to be tight. You're only type A. It's got to be tight. And, and, and when it's like in one column. Do you guys like big. our logo? Please write it and let us know if you love the logo. Because yes. Margot designed it and it's really fucking hot. But we, we drove tortured her, her We over drove it. her crazy. Yeah. Red, orange, deep red, midnight red. Black to black red. red. Black, black to orange. orange and red. Candy yeah. apple red. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyway. But it's going to um, be good with merch. So anyway. Um, okay. Satrielli's back room. Can we go there? Um, Where we meet Bobby Bacala. Well, actually, we... Oh, so then Tony talks to the owner. Uh, he talks to Masterone. Mm-hmm. You see that they're they're doing their thing there. And um, yeah, then we're in the back room. I yeah. love this scene. Yeah. I love this scene. Tony Soprano looks hot. He looks hot. He's got his feet up. He's, he's charismatic, he's got that for seat. sure. And he, there's new wardrobe. There's new wardrobe because I think my girl Juliet Polksa, who is... The, the one who started, mm-hmm. who put me in a bra finally. I don't know if y'all heard me complain in season we one. We didn't re, uh, have to re, hear you. Relayed. We saw you. <laughs> yeah, my tits were flopping all around Not the place. Flopping. So Juliet came in and finally put me in a bra. Thank <laughs> you, Juliet. Yes. Um, but the clothing is like Tony Soprano looks sexy in his sweaters. I, I'm just, I'm just gonna say that he wears two white sweaters in this episode. And I like them. You like a white And sweater. he's still really thin in season two. Yeah. He gets bigger towards towards the end of the series. Um, so Tony's telling um, Bobby to relate to Junior that he'll be able to keep 5% of his title. Well, 5% of the earnings, I think he's saying. but he's And he can keep his title as official boss. But the rest belongs to Tony. That's the that's, yeah, and he's a prick. I mean, yeah. he's a fucking power hungry prick. He's got his feet up. The body language. But why wouldn't is there. he be? I mean, anyone related, or I mean, anyone in and Junior's whole thing. I mean, Junior tried putting a hit on him. Yeah, I get it. Yep, I get it. Uh, he can't, you know, he can't conduct business as normal. And uh, yeah, a lot of funerals in your corner of the world, huh, Bobby? Because mm-hmm. everybody died but him. He's the last man standing. Oh, I like when Bobby says he he inherited Junior. He's right. like, I didn't really want, like, this is just something I I came into. Yeah, and he's defending himself there, mm-hmm. you know, maybe trying to play that side. It's, everybody's kind of playing their sides, you know. He said, I, think you, I don't think you have any reasons to talk to me this way. I always liked you. I know he's it's so cute. He's gentle, a gentle but giant, he's, but he's definitely he's he takes a stand for himself, and yeah. nobody ever speaks in up a, to Tony like that in a soft way. But he could because he's so vulnerable. Yeah, he can he can talk to him that way in a way. 
You know, and Tony's over the top the way he's fucking treating him. I mean, definitely over the top. But I think he's defensive because is this another Mikey Palmisi situation? Did you notice that in this shot when Tony was talking about like basically taking everything and being a prick, there was um, a shot on Pussy where he was like, everybody was looking at Bobby and Pussy was focused on Tony. And it, it was kind of- Do you think Pussy's wired there? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, right? I don't. I haven't gone ahead, so no, I don't know. No, you know what? Pussy's but I think not it's wired showing here because he told Skip later that he on hasn't, that he hasn't seen, seen him. That's right. So yeah. he's, you know, play, playing himself. He's playing it safe over there. Yeah, I um, he's but you sure can see, like, on. I don't. Th- I think he's like. Well, we saw you brought up the whole thing on our other podcast, um, being in Pussy's house. And you said pussy has nothing compared to way, the way Tony lived. Do you remember you said that? Yeah. And maybe he's like looking at Tony. Maybe it's like that side eye look, kind of like you've got so much and now you're still, everything is mine. You're just, maybe it's that greed. Maybe he, pussy feels like he doesn't have anything. And he's, you know, he's got his kid going to college, all these. Right now he's still, and he's this, this week he's, he's on Tony Soprano's side. And then Skip tries to convince him. That Tony's. A piece I don't know of if shit. he was on Tony's side. I think when he's by himself, he's on the fence, and that's why he's watching Tony. Why is Tony treating Bobby like dirt? Just well, because he's he's part of the he views him as his new guy, Junior's new guy. Oh, he's ramped up with Junior right now. I mean, and this is season two, so all of that shit is just coming to a head. Yeah, I feel like this is the Mikey Palmisi replacement. He fucking hated Mikey Palmisi, but now he's because he's they had dark. Like a, yeah, with, with this poor big. Well, because he's Mamon. He's the guy that you're just gonna wreck to pieces. Palmisi gave it back to him. Palmisi felt protected because yeah. Junior wasn't in jail at the time, and Palmisi was. Scumbag back. Oh yeah, and, and that, that was this funny. relationship's gonna change. Yeah, but between. that was funny between Palmisi and oh, I loved Tony. It. Oh, I it loved was it. Great. And I miss Mikey Palmisi. And Bobby, you can see awesome character El Sapienza. I love him. Bobby is a type of personality that Tony knows he can just shit all over. Yeah, and he's flexing all his muscles, oh, and yeah. he's like picking on the he's picking on the on the on the weak guy, which is. He's pissed. He start, you know, this season he starts out pissed off. He hates his mother. It's a big Who fucking wouldn't? deal. I would too. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so then uh Pussy's post surgery, he's all fucked up in that in that office, right? And then in the office, the doctor's Did you just office. Jump? No. I didn't. Did I? Yeah, we're still on that scene. Oh my god. Because there's um Did I? Yeah, there's some important stuff right here in this scene still. Okie dokie. I mean, let's you, go back, Trey. Let's, let's backtrack. Back into because it. Because wait a second. Back that shit up. Back he that shit up. He says some funny shit. He says, um, he goes, to the victor belongs the spoils. I know you're going to You knew I was going to go to that say line. This. Because I think it's important. It's, um, it's an important line within the whole theme of this episode. Um, and also... Bobby Bacala is standing in front of that um, any size suckling pigs Satrials um, ah. poster, and to the victor belongs the spoils. Of course, I had to look it up um, to did. see where the quote did you write comes your thesis? from. Did you write a paper on it? No, sure I did you not. Did. But um, <laughs> but, but it is a quote off. relating mm-hmm. back to Andrew Jackson, and I'm not going to get into Andrew Jackson. Do you want to? You want to recite it? No, I'm not, I'm not going to get into. But it's all about. Um, about rewarding supporters with government jobs. It was a whole spoil system. 
But um, I won't get into all of the particulars with someone like Andrew Jackson, who, of course, took, you know, took um, took land away from from the Native Americans. And, and you know, we're not going to get into a history lesson. I promise <laughs> oh you right God, now I'll this- behave. But you need a new podcast that's just a history podcast. I know. But there's a there's a, a, a famous comic of a pig because the spoils is, mm-hmm. is a very, you know, what does the word mean? The spoils. And it's it's all about, you know, there's there's a whole greed factor to it. So, you know, Bobby Bacala mm-hmm. is letting him know. Like, you are the victor, and you will inherit all the fucking spoils here, bro. So chill the fuck out. And then Tony's not paying attention to him, and he's like, why don't you get the fuck out before I shove your quotation book up your fat fucking ass? Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's all I have to say. But I thought that was was an important (laughs) thing. It was. Because I think that line and the entire... um, Hold on, I just have to... I just have to refer to my phone for. Go ahead, make fun of me. Uh, uh, make fun of me. The Victor. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think that the whole spoils system in back in those days, I think it relates to the same way this show took the Roman Empire and uses it as a backdrop for certain things. (laughs) I think that this whole spoils system thing. I'm glad we're on a couch. (laughs) Good night, guys. And this so is anyway, guys, are you interested in my podcast? That, the producers in here? Okay, the spoil system. But listen, <laughs> listen, you have this greedy bitch, um, Parvati, Parvati, yeah. Janice coming back to town. Yes. Um, Tony Soprano, his mother, pussy, the the feds, like oh, there's this whole like changing of the guard mm-hmm. and bringing in there's all these new players on the show this season. And I just think that there is more weight to that line than it just being a little me. Oh, I, line. Yeah, I agree so with that. I just wanted to cover it. I won't talk about yeah. it anymore. No, I like we it. can get into pussy. Um, let's talk about pussy, Chris. Let's talk about your <laughs> pussy or my pussy. Let's talk about Which your pussy should we pussy. talk about? Or should we talk about the soprano pussy? Oh, you know what pussy I want to talk about? My pussy has a bad back, too. Let's talk about the pussy <laughs> that is, goes inside the proof underwear. Oh, oh, let me yes. take my glasses. Oh, off look at you! You love it. You love talking about proof. And now a word from our <laughs> awesome sponsor. Yes, <laughs> proof underwear. Don't leave home without them. <laughs> I thought this was a perfect segue. I'm sorry. It is a good. Segue. I, we're gonna do it later, um, but we have to do it now. <laughs> whenever we talk about pussy, we'll talk about our proof panties. Yeah, I'm in them right now. Hold by on. the way, you are. Is, uh-huh. Am I? I'm not taking mine off, but of course you have to. Let me see. If you, nope, you nope, guys have nope. to, you guys have to. Nope. Go onto YouTube and nope. check her out because she just unzipped her pants. Um, sometimes I've been known to do the podcast in my panties when we were doing them on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Think I give a shit? Um, nope. True story. And well, there's been a picture circulating of you lately with you in those proof panties while doing your podcast. I'm just saying. Oh, I don't know. You know about these things. I don't know what happens in the real world. You just oh tell God. me. You just report You'll to me. You'll see. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, proof panties. I just have to say that um, when you curl up in bed with your honey and you're on the rag, <laughs> it's nicer to know that you can put on these sexy panties instead of putting panties. on... Instead of putting on those, you know, old lady underwear that we're known to put on that can house 
an entire ginormous <laughs> maxi pad with wings on it. A winged maxi pad. I love when you say winged. And then you curl up to your baby. You shove your butt inside the crease of his body where his private parts are. And he doesn't have to feel the wings from your maxi pad. Now you have on your proof panties. He doesn't even know you have your period. Now he wants to get frisky because he thinks your panties are sexy. Leak proof underwear. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. But my point is that they're sexy. Yeah. And you don't. No, I have them on right now. I, I wear them when I don't have my period. I do have my which period has right now. A little <laughs> it's that time silly. of the month. Huh. Yeah. Hi, boys yes. out there. <laughs> All you men out Listen, there. It's natural. Okay, I'm relating to your proof ad right now. So yes. okay, okay. I'm glad. and they're I'm very glad. comfortable and very effective. They're awesome. They're my favorite. Yeah. Um, and they're Bobby's favorite. Bobby is my boyfriend's nickname. His name is Robbie. Did so you mention that there is that awesome patent leak-proof um, thing in the panties? No, but you can. I would like to mention it only because a lot of these panties, and I've gone through all different kinds of the leak-proof panties, they have a lot of chemicals in them. And this one does not. This one's all natural. So mm -hmm. I just have to shout that out because I am a filthy hippie, people. Yeah. And... um. Yeah. So you guys to go get your go get your wife some of these leak proof 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 underwear. You having a hard time talking to Krishna? Oh my god. You when you, you talk about how you doing over there? When you talk to me about pussy, I get all like vaclamps. My neck, my, my back, neck, my, my pussy, pussy and my crack. <laughs> We should never sing on this. Okay. Anyway, there's a hyperlink oh to order, or there might be some sort of link on our um down below. Down below. Okay. Back to pussy. Back Who's to pussy? pussy? Your pussy or mine? Your pussy. Wee. Okay. We just call him Sal. Yeah, Sal. Sal Bump and Sierra. This is Sal. So he's now the highest placed mole inside the Soprano organization. Yes. Suggesting that Big Pussy has been an informant since before the show's timeline even started. Well, he's playing both sides against the middle. Yep. He's stressed the fuck out. Um... Well, that's the, why his back is so bad and he's, you know, getting operated on. It, it obviously didn't work. He said, my, yeah, my back's so it's emotional. It's an emotional Was it an operation? What did he get? Or did he just get a steroid shot in no, the I back? I think he had an operation. Yeah, because um, he was all out of it. But it's definitely an emotional burden that's plaguing him. It's not so much his back. But uh, you see here that he, they ask, they say to him, you know, should I get your wife? He, he's yelling, mm. skip, skip, skip. Yeah. Um, that's who he wants. And then you'll see in the next few episodes how he has become like a psycho FBI informant. Like he just wants to, he's, he's become so devoted to this man. He's, he's really put all his trust in, in Skip. It's, it's, it's almost unnatural. Well, Skip, I feel like is, he's playing him because he's, Oh, they're He's, all playing each other. Yeah, they're in this all playing episode. him. I mean, this episode—it's every episode of the show. The way everyone no, plays I know, each but other Skip is, is crazy. like really honing into that. Tony doesn't respect him. He's playing in the car. He's like that guy yeah. doesn't respect I you. I mean, he tried to murder his own mother. Yeah, who fucking does that? It's so weird to me that Skip's an FBI agent and the way he looks. Well, if you think about that, actually, there's a I lot mean, of they Italian did on FBI purpose, on this show. Um, Frank Pellegrino, who plays the informant, I mean, the FBI guy that plays him the tape. Mm -hmm. That's an Italian, that's, that's one of the owners of Rayo's. He was one of the owners of Rayo's restaurant. Oh, wow. Manhattan. I didn't know um, that. And I told the story on 
on our last podcast, but my father actually lent him $3,000 to record an oh, album. Oh, that's right. Yeah, back yeah. in the day, because my dad used to hang out at Rayo's, and he used to hang out with all these guys. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's Frankie Pellegrino, so he plays the main FBI agent. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's Agent Grasso, and then there's Agent Harris, who is, really is Italian the, yeah. in real life, who's Matt Servito. His, his name on the show is Agent Harris. Yes. So he plays me later. Like, he's one of the FBI agents watching me later through the binoculars. Oh, I can't wait to get into all I of that. Over. I can't wait to talk about you to you. Shut up. I love it. But then the girl who plays my FBI, um, the, the undercover girl, is another Italian girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that from yeah. 20 years ago, by the way, because I haven't watched it in 20 years. There so, yeah, it's all, everybody is. You know, everybody. I was playing everybody. Yeah. But I think it's good that this guy, Skip, looks like a Goomba because he's um, he's undercover. Anyway. There's, so then you have Junior with the judge. Um, and you, you we find out that uh, mm. that he's going to come out of jail. He's oh, going to get out of jail it. with a with, yeah. a with an ankle bracelet. He makes a, a, a racist comment. Uh, about having an ankle bracelet, but it's not so much a racist comment. It's just annoying to, to the judge. But however, the, the, him feeling like he's in Nazi Germany is another part of an overarching theme. I feel like for this episode and for the series is that everybody to a degree doesn't have their freedom. Like everybody feels caged into a certain place. Like Janice doesn't have the freedom she wants to live in her mother's house. Livy has been put in this place. Junior is is now um, in a, in, a, in a jail of his own by his his aging body and his ankle bracelet. Um, Tony Soprano never feels free. He's totally in in this. I, I'm not finding words today. That's because you're sitting next to me. <laughs> no, I am and tired. And it's 12 o'clock at night. Um, yeah, we're doing this at midnight. It's the midnight show. The midnight Gangster pod- goddess. It's the midnight podcast. Yes, it is. Coming Chris at you live. Yes. Gangster goddess. From Venus. From Venus. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can we do the whole podcast? In talk in that, in that register. I think we Go should. Go low. Uh-huh. People are going to be like, that's so fucking annoying. Please stop talking. They're like, eh, unsubscribe. By go the way, by the way if you're listening to this, can you guys make sure and hit that subscribe button? Because, you know. Smash it. Fuck smash it Smash it. Hit, hit it. it. Hit it with your I want to keep you know, it with your toes. Hit the subscribe pod- button with your toes. Yeah. It's a challenge. In this podcast, we're not going to remind you to, do, to hit the subscribe button at the end. I want to do it in the middle. I'm going to do it I right now. I want you now. guys to hit the subscribe button with your toes and send us a video to gangstergoddessbroadcast <laughs> yes. at gmail.com. Please do. And we'll put them on our Instagram. Yeah. Go ahead. Just do it with your toes. With your toes. No. Or with anything. No, I with love any it. body part. I l- go ahead. Just do it with your toes. I like when you said it like that. Do it with your toes. Do it with your toes. Tongue. And send us a video. But make sure you hit the subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Download and then subscribe. Because, um, yeah. anyway, okay, anyway. So he, goes from, he goes from making the Nazi Germany comment, and then all of a sudden they're they at the They let him out. They let him out, but with, with an ankle, ankle bracelet. bracelet um, which I think is the reason why he fell at the end of the episode. I think, you know, he's not used, he's got an ankle, big-ass ankle bracelet in the shower. Ah, your mother's cunt. Do you see what he says? Sister's your mother's cunt. cunt at the end. Mother's your cunt? sister's cunt. Someone's cunt. It's always got to be what your sister's What a bad cunt. word that is, by the way. That's a bad word. I love it. Okay. Okay. So um, 
T- junior shows up at Tony's doctor's office. No, no, no. Um, th- you go from the junior scene to Tony Soprano trying to see if um, Reverend James yeah. Junior is home. Yes, and he finds himself with Herman, with Reverend Herman, and did I say Herman like you? I said Herman for the D. Whatever <laughs> you could add. Wh- but, um, listen. There's no rules for us. No, there's no rules. But Tony <laughs> loves him. You can tell Tony loves him right off nice. the bat. Yeah. Um, this man suspects what um, Tony, you know, questions his visit. I, you know, I didn't, because I don't remember, and I've been watching them as we rewatch. I thought he was there to shake him down, to make him feel bad or pressure him to not pick it and to not have the protests out there anymore. Yeah, I did you too. Know, we don't but know no. that, obviously. Um, but he, this is an important scene, so yes. I didn't want to skip over it because Herman says to Tony Soprano while they're talking, and first of all, Tony Soprano, um, likes the fact that he's, he was a World War II vet like Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony likes the old timers. Yeah. He does. He has a respect for them. He does. His elders. Li- yeah, and, his elders. and that comes up in this episode mm-hmm. later on when when James Jr. is talking to Tony. But um, he says to him, never, underest- uh, never underestimate a man's determination to be free. Yeah. And I think that that, again, is a really important message in this episode. Um, and then Tony Soprano on that line says, I'll catch up with your son later. And leaves. Yeah. Tony Soprano mentions the the um, History what? Channel, which is his favorite channel to watch. And he yeah. says, you would love the History Channel. Yeah. And he, means, he goes, you mean TV? And then Tony Soprano's like, yeah, they have all this religious preacher stuff that you like on, on there and whatever. And he kind of shoots that down, Herman does, and says uh, something about, um, about Moses parting the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, that is the that is the big exodus of the Israelites. Mm-hmm. That was a, a people being free. Um, and then he ends that by saying, "Never under never underestimate, underestimate a man's determination to be free." <laughs> Parting the Red Sea. Yeah. Yes, it was great. Yeah. So I think that's um yeah that's a big thing for this episode. A man's freedom. Never under never underestimating. So then, so then Tony they to, shows up. At Junior's doctor's office. Yes. Right? Um, because if there's no feds, they, they let them meet there. But he's clearly not free. Yeah. No one's free in this whole in this whole series. Um, and again, Junior wants him to make peace with Livia. Yeah. I mean, I don't even understand how he's just like having this conversation with anyone who wanted to kill him, especially his uncle. But for some reason, it's like, he hates his uncle, and you can see the tension, but it's almost like his uncle is getting a fucking free pass. Well, no. The difference between Livia, who he holds a, a huge grudge against, and Junior is... Junior is not pretending to ignore the fact of what he did. He's he's ex- he's taking... I mean, he's got some awareness that he actually tried to put a fucking hit on. He's taking it. He takes responsibility he's for taking, it 100%. Yeah. There's no way he can't. But... But Livia's not like those that. Tapes, when you hear those tapes last season, yeah, they're brutal. But he says, "Livia, you know what this means. You know what I gotta, I gotta do. I gotta, I gotta." And then he doesn't finish saying what he's saying. Yeah, he's the one. It's not as much Livia. Livia's more calculated. When you talk to someone that you're fighting with, and they have no fucking clue, or they play dumb, 
or there's no awareness, no responsibility, it's not worth your time. Yeah. It's like why we just let, why we, why we started anew. You know what I mean? True. True story. We're here for a reason because we realized that things weren't going to change. Okay. Anyway, so then um, we are talking about Junior wants Tony to make peace with Olivia. Yeah, he's hammering that. He can't stop Non-stop. hammering it. And I don't really know why other than for everything to seem. I think it's guilt, guilt-related. And for things to go back the way they were, and but things will never be back the way they were. Yeah. And and Tony's saying you got played. You got played by an old lady. Basically, what says. you were just saying. Yeah. Things weren't going to go back to the way they were. They never were a certain. They were never functional to begin with. Yes. Which is why we dissolve certain relationships. Yes. Like, like we have. Well, if Chris, you feel you can make leeway in, in certain areas. You, you push forward, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business, anything. But when there's zero respons- accountability or responsibility, here I go again. Oh, my no, God. No, but it's Shut true. Up, no, wait a minute. Listen, Chris. this is a, this is this is important. This is important. I don't because, listen, the way we relate to Do things. You see my eyes? <laughs> this is important because, first of all, you know I'm going through this with certain people in my life, that I have gone through this with yes, certain people I do. in my life. And I think we've gone through this on a on a on a – business level as well mm-hmm. um knowing that certain things are not going to change to change yeah so sometimes, what's the point in going backwards well, you know just you to just... save face fuck saving face i think we're not certain... you know look at no. us right now this is us saving face i think with certain people you try you try you try whether it's in business or personal and everyone's got their bottom line right. you know and with Hitoni and livia he was he had his bottom line. she's pushed him so much and and she never even has zero awareness. And now she could be playing the whole um, dementia card. So it's Which like, she sort of dropped all of a sudden. Well, I don't know. It's back a little she, bit here. Yeah, little it's back here. In the Satemia, I shall say. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I kind of started believing it again in this episode a little bit. I don't think bit. she has dementia. But being a, a, a person who's dealing with a mother that really has dementia... Yeah, okay. That, that I, bitch I don't you. have dementia. She is a manipulating... Yes, So she's hopeless. Junior's very concerned with how the owner of Green Grove, who we've never heard of before, Freddie Capuano, like all of a sudden he's a fucking player. We've never even seen the guy, the toupee wearing motherless fuck or whatever the fuck he calls him. I know. Um, That's so weird that they, like, we haven't seen him. Yeah, that he's been talking shit Mm -hmm. and spreading rumors about Tony trying to kill his mother. And then that happened to Parisi or uh, Gigi Sestone shows up and kills... And that was that was in the first episode, yeah. Right, um, where Philly, Philly or Patsy, they're, they're twins because Tony Soprano, uh, Tony Soprano, David Chase, <laughs> same difference. Brings him back because he loved the actor Dan Grimaldi, which that's in the first episode, though. So why am I going backwards? I you just um, lost me. I I don't even anyway, know what anyway, the hell you're talking about. They kill <laughs> Capuano, the owner of Green Girl. Yes, gets with the fucking kill. And you see his pay under gossiping. There. I don't even... How many times have you wanted to kill somebody who was fucking talking shit on oh you? Oh, my God. I would have a whole... You understand how many people would be dead right now? <laughs> I you would... imagine killing somebody for gossiping? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking... No, but... This is why men and women are so fucking different. So different. So They're... different. But they don't even get... I don't know. It's a whole thing. But, yeah, I could kill... If I could kill... Every... I mean, everybody talks... Everybody talks. Well, you know, you, we, we know what it's Everybody like being two talks. girls. No. You, that's why you just got to, you got to keep your eyes, your 
focused and try to remain positive as much as possible. That's why you got to keep your eyes on the back of your head, Kushner. Anyway, dinner at the Sopranos house. Let's talk about dinner at the Sopranos house. What are they eating in this scene? I don't know. What are they eating? And what are we going to call our new food segment? I liked your name. You, uh, Gangster Gabagool. Oh, let's talk about some Gangster Gabagool at the dinner table. I love it. They're eating mac and cheese. It looks like they're eating takeout. Does it look like they, does it look like they're eating takeout, or was that food that my Carm kids, cooked? My kids love that mac and cheese, boy. Well, Italian mac and cheese is a whole different version. My grandmother's mac and cheese was out of control, and I, I wow, haven't attempted it since she's died, mm-hmm. actually, which has been years. And we keep talking about it at home, and we're gonna do it. Yeah. Gangster gabagool. I love mac that. and cheese. Mac and cheese. You got to make it with uh, ziti or rigatoni. You got to use four cheeses. Ziti or rigatoni? Four cheeses. Yeah, I don't have the exact recipe, so I'm going to back out of this one for now, and I'm going to get it and talk about it. We will post it on our website. Yeah, I have to test it out first. Don't say it. I want people to go visit our website. I want people to go visit our website, and there's going to be a recipe section that yeah, we, we talk have to about. Have a recipe section. So Always. why don't you go there and um, you can you can Gangster Goddess Broadcast people. Yeah, Gangster, Gangster Goddess Broadcast dot com. But let's get back into that scene. Um, I liked the mention of DNA. That AJ is talking about DNA, and the name of this episode is DNR, which is yeah. do, do not resuscitate. Uh-huh. Um, He's talk. He's asking a lot of questions about DNA. I think Carmela even says there'll be um, no more unknown soldiers because of DNA, which I thought was kind of an interesting, yeah, interesting thing for Carmela to bring up, um, considering all the all dead the sol- bodies yeah. that her husband leaves behind. And they're soldiers. They're all soldiers of the mafia. You know. No. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> there's the. Uh, what was it? Oh. T- She's still talking, Olivia, uh, not Olivia, Janice has replaced Olivia at the dinner table for sure. Um, and we're going to really oh, feel yeah. that. We're going to really feel call. that at some point. Yeah. That's a good she's, call. She's such a product of her mother. So when he's talking about DNA, all I could think of at that table was the DNA is on display here in this house, at this table, mm-hmm. because those genes of Livia's have traveled right through to the very core of both Tony Soprano oh, yeah. and Janice Soprano. Um, and then he gets infuriated with Janice for bringing up Livia and the house and blah, 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 blah. And there's a, a comment, Meadow makes a comment, she calls him El Duce. <laughs> which is a name given she's to- such a sassy teenager yes and oh, smart my- i mean because she's talking oh. about mussolini who's a fascist she's smarter than tony yeah i feel like in that in the book smart yeah book but he's smart. He is, he's intelligent he's but he's super fucking intelligent yes, and they course. all are they're, they're so calculated she's you know she's in college is she in college at this time no no not yet uh, wait yes or she's going wait. to college i'm confused i'm gonna have to we'll have, have to, to look that up but anyway el duce she says that at the and they and then then later at the other <laughs> soprano dinner when they're eating the sausage mm. and he makes a comment about her eating that she doesn't eat sausage anymore. <laughs> She's eating pork. Yeah, of course. The, and Tony and AJ's like, I know what that means. Um, he he's like, you don't eat that kind of sausage. But um, Janice says something else there, which is another fascist um, comment. So that uh, we'll get to it when we get we'll to get that to scene. It. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyhow. Let's so see what else. The what cops else? find the Cadillac by the river, by the river, abandoned, and that's a ha- with the hairpiece under the tire. 
We talked about yeah, that. I don't know. The guy died. You know, I don't really yeah. know what that's all about. Green Grove. Well, it's just basically them pushing, I think, like blaming this other guy when it was really Livia and and Junior. It was like about the guy. He was put, well, saying this guy killed gossip. him for gossiping. I know, but they were just like trying. Like Everyone's a fucking gossiping. I know. But anyhow. Okay. Basically, um, they're saying, open your mouth, you get fucking killed. And yeah. that goes across the board. And again, the mouth, resuscitate, everything, just boca, all of these sort of mouth, mouth And even things. when Tony sat down in the beginning of the scene and he said, everybody's talking. Yeah. Everybody's talking about you to Junior. And Junior was saying it back to him. I think yeah. they were both saying it to each other. He said, people in here are talking about you, about... People in here are talking about the son who put the pillow over the mother's yeah, face. Yeah, because everyone's seeing it. So everybody's talking on very both clearly. ends everywhere. So then we um, Meadows driving lesson with Janice, who you love. They're discussing Tony and how he's insecure. Yeah, and Janice is totally manipulating, not manipulating, trying to find a way to manipulate Livia. Livia through um, through Meadow, through what Meadow knows. Yeah, and, and she, music. Music, and she re, um, refers those old records to her. Um, And then we have that great scene with Bobby and Junior at the ophthalmologist, which yeah. I love that, but we spoke about that. The new glasses. <laughs> How do I look on TV? Yeah, I, that seems Oblivious. important. I know we talked about it a yeah, lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so cute. It's meaningful. It's super meaningful that he doesn't he doesn't like to see himself at I this know. point. Um, and then you have all these. You know, you, you the first guy you see is the black guy with his big, with those the big glasses on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's this whole reference. Obviously, there's that was a clear choice by the writers to put him in a in, a, in a, at an eye doctor, yeah, and not a heart doctor this time, mm-hmm. um, because now these are not matters of the heart. Now it's about seeing clearly and yeah. whether or not and what everyone's perspective is. Do you know what I mean? Sort of like what kind Absolutely. of glasses you want to see people through. Yeah, how do I look on I'm TV? I'm wearing two pairs of glasses. I see for that. this episode <laughs> because we're talking about the ophthalmologist's office. And it's so funny that Bobby doesn't even, you know what's interesting? What? Talking about that. He's like, how do I look on TV? Bobby says, you're on TV. I know. Bobby doesn't even see him for who he is. Like, no. Bobby says he, and in the other scene, him saying he just inherited him. It's like he doesn't even know who he is or yes. see him at all. Good point. Yeah. I like that point. And I think also with the elders, they're so worried oh, about being yeah, forgotten. Or not seen and not and heard. I, think, I don't know what song it is. That's. I think it might be the, the Pavarotti song. Um, I can't believe I just said Pavarotti like that instead of Pavarotti. Oh, Jesus. Pavarotti. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Pavarotti. Say it. Nope. Come on. Pavarotti. Oh, I love it. I try. <laughs> I only can do it once. <laughs> I can only do it once. Um, but I think the song he's singing, I could be wrong. Oh, wait. It's right here. Um, oh, good. Say that. Non one. ti scordare de me. Don't forget about me. Yeah. Look, you're so good. Well, because tongue. I speak Spanish, no me olvides would, would be the, the way he would say it. But um, yeah, don't forget about me. Yeah. And that's what Janice tries to um, bond with Livia. She brings these. The well, that flowers fucking scene, dude. Well, it comes straight from the op- ophthalmologist. Uh, oh, my God. Ophthalmologist. Yes. <laughs> it comes straight from that scene, and she's opening her eyes, and what's the first thing you see? It's a blurred image mm-hmm. of her arranging the flowers, and it's in slow motion. Oh, yeah, it was. 
It was a strange moment. I liked it a lot. It was great. And then it came into focus and the music was there. So it totally she relates was happy to the, and they the were bonding for a second. For a that second. That scene was really beautiful yeah. and a really great setup for hell. I yes. loved it. Yeah. It was really, really great. But you can see um you could well, first of all, the ring mm -hmm. on her finger. You could see her scorpion ring. Yep. Um Hinting that she's poisonous. Yeah. She's her daughter. So got pitten by the she's her scorpion. she's playing her. The Did way I tell you that we found scorpions in this house? Like dude, I watched you kill a fucking scorpion. Wait, in this wait, house. I woke up. What is with my house? In the beginning of the episode, I was talking about snakes. Now I I mean, I literally woke up once and I screamed on the corner of my bed. There was no. a dead scorpion next to my head. I mean, at least it was dead. Do you remember the one that your your dog almost stepped on? Yeah, and you had your clogs on, and your <laughs> dog Izzy, our girl Izzy, oh she could barely walk back then. Oh my, I freaked out. You see, I'm very good under pressure. By the you way, you lifted that dog up and killed that scorpion. In yes. you were screaming your fucking I was like brains because out. I knew you were like. looking at our levels right now to see how loud I just screamed Dave into this remembers microphone. Because it was something like I was screaming in pain because I knew I knew I could like I was so scared but I knew I had to do it so I was like I'm gonna do it, it and was I was insane. like ah that Dude, was, we had a scorpion that was at a birthday party I think it was at like yeah Frankie's. it was a party we were having a party and here. I was I saw it, that thing you had a dress on and clogs and uh, high heel clogs yeah and you fucking destroyed this thing and I'm not a I'm the person who normally runs but that it was by no, my dog no, no, no. it was by no, no snakes and all that no, it was by you. my fucking dog no way we had one in our kitchen and Yael my, my you know my yeah, friend yeah 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 you know Yael She's like, dude, look over here. There's a scorpion. I was like, stop it. And that was during a lot of dark times in my house. And I was like, what the fuck? You're lying to me. And I turn around the corner of the kitchen and there's an enormous scorpion with its tail up. And the two of us, and she's tough. Yeah. She, I was like, let's call Letty. So we call Letty. <laughs> Next to house, like, let's call Chris. <laughs> she comes downstairs half asleep in her pajamas, Just in like, her underwear, Letty, with her eyes closed. And I'm Letty, I want a scorpion. Yeah, Letty, I want a jodido scorpion. She fucking grabs the, the barbecue lighter off of the pot rack. <laughs> no, she lit on fire. Dude, she walked over to it and fucking lit it on fire. And then with her She's eyes no closed, joke. put it Put the, the 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 lighter thing back on the on the on the rail thing and walked out of the kitchen. I was it. like, "That's it, Letty." She was like, "Buenas noches, no me jodas." No one can fuck with that house or you. You don't even need a guard <laughs> the witches. dog. We're all although, witches. In although there. you have a guard dog, you don't need one because you got Letty. Letty will light some bitch on fire. Oh, they no. try to break into that house. Dude, the whole house between Monkey Letty now Ginger's staying. Oh my and, god! I mean, poor Robbie. He's like the only fucking man. He doesn't speak any Spanish. We're all a bunch of magpies. Okay, back to the scorpion. Blah blah blah. The ring on Janice's finger. Yes. Yeah. She's a snake. I'm surprised it wasn't a snake ring. I know, right? Should have been. But she well, they they mentioned that she's a 
slithering snake. Olivia, she's snake in the grass, yeah. that one. Anyway, so, after that scene, after that beautiful scene where they show the close-ups of the hands, mm-hmm. um, the flowers, the music, uh, all grudges are lost through music. Mm-hmm. You know how you and I feel about music, yeah. Kushner, and how you know our two lovely, awesome, beautiful producing men are in this room right now. Fucking assholes, two of you. <laughs> they're like you guys are assholes Keep can talking. you guys play us we, a song when we're done they're like look Robbie's yawning okay let's let's get through I this I know I know like, anyway Janice gets in the car and mother and child reunion is on how perfect I know also when I heard that song playing on um on the show and you know see, the episode lighting one up opening up with Sinatra I'm just like wow the show's got money now we got yeah. legs we're buying fucking really expensive music yeah. man um so yeah, mother and child reunion, and I love watching her in the scene because that's that's the Aida. Forget about Janice. That's the Aida that I know. Wait till you meet her; you will oh, fucking adore her. Just her singing on that. She's, she's the warmest. So, yeah, I can see it. Gentlest, most nurturing, but she's also just one of us. Like she has all the same fucking neurosis and craziness. She's one of the fucking most amazing humans that i've ever met so i'm just gonna say that so when she's singing that song and i can see her fucking soul shining through yeah that is aida you know i know she's janice but But in that scene she's she's aida Aida. um she's driving she's singing and she's smoking a joint that's Mm -hmm. she's cute she's cute cute Okay, so then Bobby and Tony meet. Oh, I think it's time for you to, to seriously consider salads. I know, but do you see how hard it is for him to get out of the car? I know. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> um, and then uh, when, after Tony leaves, Bobby spits and says, fuck, fuck, why don't you look in the mirror sometime, you insensitive cocksucker? You never hear anyone talk about Tony Soprano that way, except for pussy having his issues yeah. with Tony Soprano. I think it's... um. I like it. I like it because he's so gentle and so soft. Well, everything he has a right to say because he he's, he doesn't have any beef with Tony. Shouldn't have any beef with him just because he's inherited Junior. Okay, so dinner at the Sopranos. AJ says says Grace and Janice shows up late. So Sausage. There's your comment. Sausage. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You don't eat pork in that way. Of course, AJ AJ likes it's, that. But it's such a sibling thing. The busting of the balls. You know. Yeah. They, I believe that these two are brother and sister. Do you? Oh, yeah. Like totally. a thousand they, percent. They believed they were brother. Oh, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, the kids right now. No. I was just talking I'm about talking about Tony and Aida. Oh, my God. Tony the, and the Janice. Best, best fucking casting of all time. So good. Best casting. But um, another comment here. With, uh, with uh, the... She makes another... I don't even know why. It's, it's in relation to... To Meadow talking about parallel parking. Which and then, and, and I think, and I, maybe I heard it wrong, but Janice says, fascist Martinet, which is to, she, she they, the, le- I mean, I'm, I'm stuttering because I'm trying to get this thought out and I can't and it's hard. I'm trying to give birth to this shit. Hold on. Mm. So in the last dinner scene where they're eating mac and cheese, she, the kid, Meadow, says El Duce. She calls him El Duce, yeah. which is sh- short for Mussolini, um, who's, a fa- who's the notorious fascist. Now, in this one about the parking, she says fascist Martinet, which is the person – she's talking about the futurist manifesto, which is all about fascism. 
I don't get the, I, I, I have to examine this more. So I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. But there's something there and I don't know what it is. But anyway, dinner table. Uh, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Why? What, what don't you do that? Why? Because I'm stumped by that. I was stumped. I was stumped when I watched it. I rewound it three times. Which I'm like, part? Hmm. Which part? Which part? When she says, I'm not going to even, I, 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 let's not expound upon this because I might just, I'm probably not going to get it together here. Why? What, what, what is <laughs> But then after dinner, they go by the pool. I really want to know what just happened to you. Well, I'm. there's two mentions of fascism at oh, dinner. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know why Janice mentions the fascism after she's talking about parallel parking. It kind of, like, the two things, don't go. I don't find the, um, I don't find the correlation. So I don't want to really talk about okay, it because I might I sound you. like I don't know what I'm talking about. But there's definitely something there that I have to go back and check on. And if you guys out there understand any fucking words of what I'm saying and you want to write in and tell us. We would love to hear. I would hear. love to hear because we would like to include our fans as much as possible in this, any new, questions. In this new rewatch. We're gonna, yeah. We'd like to bring some fans on from time to time. Yeah. Um, again, we also want you guys to submit your cooking segments if you'd like, especially ones that are filthy and funny or even ones that are just sentimental yeah. and family recipes, family recipes, talking about your grandmas, talking about, um, anything that makes you feel communal because all of these soprano dinner scenes have an element to them that I know Chris and I grew up with on Sundays. Um, a lot of Italians out there that listen to this podcast have had that same experience it doesn't have to be Sunday dinner, but anything that brings people together. Music brings people together, but nothing brings people together um, like food. So, yes. Write in. Write in Can and we, send I, videos I, as well if you I'm moving like. us along to Janice and Tony by the pool because I really like that scene. When they're by the pool, when he walks out, first of all, those fireflies back on the East Coast. Did you see fireflies? The sound. She, weren't they fireflies that were making that? You're talking about the cicadas. Is it, is the ones that make all the, the, the nice nighttime sound? I don't know. I heard the sound when I was watching it. <clears throat> the fireflies are pretty. I know. But she says, and everyone can correct me if I'm wrong. Go, girl. She Go says, girl. I miss these fireflies. Oh, she says it. I think she does. Oh, I don't remember. But I heard them, too, because it's like there's that certain smell in the air in a Jersey summer, oh, love it. and there's a certain, that sound, it's like a pitch black, calm, beautiful, like chirping sound at night by the I pool. I love the sound of the, 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 the air is like a warm blanket in the summer. We don't get that. No. It's weird here in California. It's like beautiful, and I'm grateful for the mountains, and the yeah, this, the that. You don't get the warm nights you all the time. You don't get the warm nights, like and in cool. Jersey summers, you have the Hot, beautiful- muggy. Not muggy, beautiful. Oh, it gets muggy. And I And you like have it. fireflies, and the kids are chasing the lights and the fireflies. I, we used to grab the fireflies. How gross is this? And make rings. Out of them. We used to take their little fucking firefly butts that like light up. You would kill them. We'd kill them and put them on That's our And we'd be like, look, we have rings. We're going to get in trouble now. Okay. For fire. We have to cut this whole thing out. No, I'm kidding. Or I'm kidding. we would put no, them. No, we don't. We you want me to put, tell you what I did? We would put them in jars and they would all light up and we'd run around. I mean, it was magical when the fireflies are out. How magical is that? I love Jersey's it. Jersey's an awesome place to live. With the snow, the fire, it's got a lot. You got a lot. It's true. Well, it's New got York, a bad rap too for me. Yeah, New no, York no, too. it's it's all the same shit to me. But East Coast is East Coast. Yeah, well, but Jersey's got a bad. We rap. collected the fireflies. I did. 
because mm-hmm. I was a very lonesome child. Yeah, me too. So I had a canopy bed that I only slept in. Oh for no, maybe you did not. Years. I would collect the fireflies and close the door to my bedroom. Put them all up in and, the canopy and just let them all. And then in the morning, I'd wake up and they'd all be fucking dead on the floor. And but your mom didn't come in and want to kill you for all those fireflies. Up I in don't the even canopy? know if my mom knew that I lived there. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry now. <laughs> now I'm gonna fucking cry. You and I should have been friends when we were five. I we know. both. My brother was so much older. We had no one to hang out. I. We I, my brother's seven years older than me. Mine is six. And my other brother's eleven years older yeah. than me. He didn't even live with us it's half like the time. When you're that young and you have a brother or sister sibling that's that much older, six years or above, it's like being an only child. Yeah. Because you can't relate. There's such a big no. age difference. It you come closer as you grow up, yeah. maybe, or go further apart. We've done it all. Yeah. Closer, further apart now. Fireflies are magical little little beings. Yeah, so they have that moment by the pool, which is a nice um, brother-sister moment, but again... um, Is she manipulating him? Well, she's actually giving him the truth of the matter here. It's not even... There's not too much of a a manipulation here, and he sees through her shit, and she's 100% sure... You know, she knows that he sees through her shit. There's not much she can do. He just doesn't. He's just like, I'm done with this. Take her. So yeah. he, know, he knows he, he's in control. Oh, he's like messing with her now. Yeah, it's kind he's of in like, total yeah. control. He's um, in control. He's messing with her. Um, Tony and P- Pussy in the car watching the protests. And then this is where um, Christopher's boys from the office see Tony. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yep. That's what I like to call <laughs> They're them. such idiots. Like, There's Tony and they like run. I think they have bats in their hand, right? Yeah. Well, they're because those are the boys that are hired to go and fake the, fa- the fake. Um, <laughs> in your shot. <laughs> the fake um, beatdown, which, of course, they go oh, to that's far right. and they, yeah. tell, they say that later. Um, yeah. Reverend James says it later. But idiots that they go after Tony, and Tony's trying to be incognito. <laughs> um, and then we have Christopher fighting with the protesters. Yeah, and at that point in the episode, it's so funny. I was like, wait a minute. Before this episode, before that scene started, I went, wait a minute, Christopher's not in this episode. And then, boom, he He's appeared. He's right in there, yeah. It was it was like I was needing to see Christopher for a second because I was missing him from the episode. But the, the, a lot of the, you know, a lot of his, like Silvio and Paulie aren't in it that much Mm-mm. either. Um, a lot of new characters coming in. Yeah. So, um, and then this is the hospital, the hospital scene with, um, Janice and Olivia where, um, what, what, can I just, I, I love Christopher's line. What God say it? When the protester goes, you a wise ass motherfucker. And Christopher goes, we'll keep your mother off the streets then. And I won't fuck her. <laughs> why is your, why is your mother jokes so funny? Why is Christopher so funny? Christopher's His hysterical. fucking delivery is amazing. Everything is perfect. Yeah. This yeah. role, he's really, I, and I it's, know. and it seems so, it's so opposite. I mean, I don't know um, Michael Imperioli, but just even having him that's on. That's not something Michael Imperioli would No, say. that's what I was saying. I don't know him well. Even back we then. We interviewed him in our last podcast yeah. not too long ago. It His role of Christopher couldn't be, couldn't seem, because I don't know him, more opposite yeah, than totally who he different. is as a person. Totally different. Or Even maybe he just grew up too. I don't know. No, differently. No, no. I he don't was know. He's playing a character and he did it fucking beautifully. Oh, amazingly. So, um, okay. So now we're at the hospital with Janice and Olivia. Oh, this scene. Is this the one? Is it? This is the one. No, actually. No, this isn't the one. This isn't the one. There's, there's so many of them. I know. There's like three. I think there's three. Um, it's when she's in physical therapy, but this scene is, uh, is a preamp for it. Olivia, um, 
she wants to go back to Green Grove here. And 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 uh, Janice, it, Janice, I was <laughs> Janice. Can you just call her Parvati? Janice, <laughs> I'm calling her Janice. <laughs> she um, she wants to take care of her. She wants to get back into that fucking house. Yeah, well, first of all, I think Livy is just caught off guard thinking, you know, nobody wants to take care of me. Why would I go anywhere else? But she starts choking on that cookie. I know. And it's such bullshit. I know. And she's basically showing her daughter, you can't take care of me. How are you going to take care of me? You know, she wants to stay in the hospital because she knows that that's where she's going to get the right care. She doesn't trust any of oh, her family members Oh, they got hot towels. Anymore. They change fresh towels or whatever. Fresh towels every day. Yeah. That she, th- that's she's serious about. Yeah. But she's also, in the back of her mind, knows everybody fucking wants me dead. Everybody wants her dead. Yeah. I just think she likes it. Because you remember that one scene where Tony went to see the uh, Green Grove's administrator and they're like, oh, your mom's been in like water aerobics and this and that. Yeah. I think she's like, for the first time in her life, she's actually, you know, she's part enjoying. Of a she's part of a community. Um, and it's funny because she doesn't want to go back to Green Grove. And the whole reason, wasn't the whole reason for her putting a, wanting to put a hit on Tony is because... Like the climax of it was because the house, yeah, well, selling she the house uses, uses it all. She yeah, just but the house, anything. the house thing was for her that she couldn't get over, and like that's when she told Junior, like we, you know, yeah, that's when she needled Junior, and now her house could be back, and she's like, no, I want to go back to Green Grove. Yeah. So okay, fresh towels, Green Grove. That's where I'm going. Do you want to go? What are you gonna do? Green Grove. I'll go. Well, are, do you, are, do you want to? If go? we go together, I would love to be. <laughs> Listen, in a retirement community, I would do it. Dude, we'd be the golden girls We there. would be the golden girls. Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> would I be Betty White? Oh, I don't know. You're the nice one. What's her I'm, name? I can't who's it? Her Is name. it the big one? No, you're not Maud. Wait, what's the other one? You're like the nice little one. The little nice. I can't remember her name. Who's the sexy one? Who's Remember the sexy one? That's you. The, that's her. Oh, that's no. You. That's, that's you. you. No, I forgot. No, I am Betty you, White. Well, you're Betty White. Even though she's the prim and proper one. You are not Betty White. You I'm don't even her. know who you are, girl. But Let's I know who Betty White is. Real- I'm Betty White. I'm not her character. I'm fucking Golden Girls. No, I'm the I'm the tough one. The big tough one. Maud. Yes, she's yeah, not really Maud. tough. She kind of organizes shit. Maud. Is that her name, Maud? Yeah. She, arg- she organizes <laughs> she shit. She always has her house coats and on, you- her big dick swinging between <laughs> her fucking knees. <laughs> You're the one. You're you're definitely the sexy one with all like the no. Kid, you're, you're the, the sexy kid one. Heels. No. Okay. People are like, shut up. Get back to the I Sopranos. Know, Sopranos. The fuck are these bitches talking about anyway? <laughs> Golden Girls. We did. That's this right. Is, they really this are. This is called Gangster Goddess, not not Golden Gangster, go, Golden Gangster Girls. <laughs> no, gangster. Margo, sorry. Uh, oh my god, our producer. Okay. Anyway, um, yes. I'm going, we're going to go, we're going to go. DNR talk. We got the DNR talk. So um, mm-hmm. that's a good setup there where they're talking about it. Oh, at the Soprano house. Yeah. Yeah. Jo- Janice is talking to uh, Tony. And it's like, they're talking about it in the moment. Then the kids want to go see Livia in the moment. Like what fucking kids actually want to go visit grandma? None. No, well, she I think that- She just wants to drive the car. No, she wants to drive the car, but Meadow also wants to go see her friend, Hunter, the eating disorder. Who's just da- Scangarello. Scangarello, who happens to be David Chase's daughter, and she's got, she's in there, I guess, I don't know if she's either just in there, in there, or she has a meeting there for eating disorder. So, Meadow and AJ visit Livia. 
They go. And, yeah, and um, AJ is constantly used as a vice. Always. Poor kid. He's to give, so No, cute. to bring information to her. He's like the fucking messenger. He doesn't know it. He's no, so but clueless. he always goes in there and sends. The, he always sets up these big conflicts. I know with his the way he eats that candy with that wrapper. I don't know. I just really liked it. He's cute. It's really cute. But that's where the they um. That that's where the whole, the whole thing turns around. Mm-hmm. Like she thought she you know she thought she was trusting her daughter. And now with AJ's little bit of information. But she turns on everybody. Are we talking about Livia? Yeah. Because Livia says, and I'm sorry, I just cut you off. But now it's to AJ. You know, my daughter has come and seen me. Pinnacle? We play Pinnacle? Pinnacle. 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 I don't Um, know that game. Daughters take care of their mothers. Better, Better care of their mothers. So basically now she's bitching about Tony to AJ and Always. saying and, and comparing him to um, Janice to what a saint she is going to be now until now, he mentions the is DNR. Great. Yeah, now Janice is such a she's a saint, and, and then, now she's got nobody. No, because they and all want that, her killed. And then it cuts to that scene. It cuts to the scene in the physical therapy, which is one of my favorite scenes. It's between, such a good scene. She goes, "I seen that Widmark picture," and I think she's talking about the kiss of death, and. Um, she mentions the uh, not resuscitate. She says she's going to leave all her money to the black woman who's helping her. Meanwhile, she's done and said nothing but awful racist towards black women in, in the history of the yes. show. And now she's going to leave all my money to you. Oh, that was such a manipulation. Um, she was messing with Janice. Yeah, it's... Totally. Yeah, Janice is like, what? The mo- money's buried at the house? <laughs> Like she thinks in her head that this money is somewhere, like you know, in a. Gl- oh, who Janice? Janice thinks that this I don't money- think Janice believes her. Oh, I do. You do? I think Janice has fallen for it, and that's why but she you looks- see Janice's face as an she actor. She looks to the right of her head, and there's that stair sign with with her like. With the person like falling down the stairs, and I she know. pictures Livia's Such a face. Crazy choice. I, so, but then you, I mean, which leads you to believe that she's gonna like having fantasies of like killing her. Yep. I don't know. I think Janice is that simple-minded sometimes. I think Janice is that malevolent too. Mm-hmm. I think she can be that evil. I yeah, think she's absolutely as evil as her mother. Um, yeah, she's got that gene. Yeah, and I think it's even worse than than Tony's in a way. But of course, Tony's our anti-hero, so who the fuck knows? Um, that scene, though, the way Janice looks, and I know that people who are listening to the podcast and not seeing um, the way she's just condescendingly smiles at her and she's just like yeah mom so we'll just go back there and, we'll, yeah. and if we find it we find it we find it and she's doing that fucking thing with her eyes and it's so fucking manipulative and it's so like the way Livia manipulates is on a is in a different place Janice manipulates it's like very obvious that she's manipulating um and she's she's so it's less calculated than Livia but she knows she has Livia by the fucking balls. There's no way that she she's in control. Well, there's nowhere for Livia Livia to go. She's in total fucking Livia, control. Yeah, I mean she's she can't go back to Green Grove. Who are you rooting for, Livia or Janice? There, because they're both I don't fucking know. bad. Not Janice, I have to say, but I don't. 
I don't know. Like, I want Livia to go back to Green Grove. I want her to take water aerobics again. Like, I don't know. Oh, are, we, are we suddenly rooting for Livia? A little bit. Janice just seems like a pathetic leech. You know, like, she's just grab money grab. Wherever the money is, she's even going to take care of her mother. They clearly haven't gotten along in the past. But they both pretend to be somebody they're not. Yeah. She, Janice is pretending to be this hippie, this peace-loving, yeah, intelligent, no. um, you know. And then Livia's pretending to have been this woman who gave her life to her children on a silver platter. Yeah, she did They're the best job she could. They're both not who they think they are. Mm -hmm. um, which, again, goes back to not being able to see oneself clearly um, and the whole using the ophthalmologist's office. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Junior falling in the shower. And this mm. is, and then they cut from him falling in the shower straight to Tony at the Reverend's house again, which I like that coupling of it because mm -hmm. Tony really had an affinity for Reverend Senior, Reverend James Senior. And now we're seeing that Reverend James Senior has passed. Mm -hmm. And you don't know why he's visiting him at first, and then you find out that they're in cahoots. Yeah, and they're playing. They're they're playing everybody. Yeah, I mean that was a shocker to me. Me too. It was a shocker to me also because watching the scene unfold, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, especially right now during this, you know, these times that we're yeah. in. Um, I was like, wow, okay, this is going to be an interesting episode to tackle. During these times, yeah. and honestly, I don't even know how, as a white girl, like, I don't even know what to say, because I don't want to be irresponsible in, in anything that I might say, because it scares me a little bit, which also makes me feel like, you know, if we're being real here and talking about stuff, like, I feel like I'm part of the problem, you know, in a lot of ways, because I don't know what to say. Like, I just want to be really clear and thought thoughtful in saying anything about anything. So when I first saw this was a was a theme on the show for this episode, having not remembered what the twist was at the end, mm -hmm. I was a little nervous. And then when I saw what the twist was at the end, I was like, holy fuck, like total soprano style yeah. storytelling. Totally. Mm -hmm. um, where it's like everybody's guilty. It's like everybody is is on the move here. Everybody's um, shitty. In the soprano world, in soprano land, yeah. in the mafia world. I mean, any gangster, I mean, every... And I've said this on the last podcast. I mean, every every culture sucks, but every that culture guy, has their dregs. There's a difference, you know. And us, the, the mafiosos, are the dregs of the Italian community and the, and but the, and the a subculture. Difference between the head, but this man's a reverend. This man's a reverend. Right. He's heading. These protesters believe that he's helping them fight, and of he's. And that's different. That's a different man than Tony Soprano. Tony no, Soprano totally. is who he is, and everybody knows. knows and he knows who he is. Right. And this he can't real... deal with it. You know what I mean? I was but shocked. This too. guy is playing two sides of the fence and yeah. really a piece of shit for yeah, doing he's that. He's a gangster. He's a reverend and he's a gangster. And it reminded me of Father Phil. I know. And that's the part. I'd rather be married to somebody. Oh, I'd rather. Maybe we should play. I'd rather. <laughs> Wait, I'd rather be married to somebody. Did you just find a segment that you I want to start I on do. the show? What's that? I'm going to fucking punch you. I'm going to hit you oh, with, your, with your mic. Look, I did, I'd I hit rather, you with your fucking okay, mic on the kill, teeth. What is it? Kill, murder, 
What is it? I'd rather kill. It's that game. Kill, murder, blah, blah, blah. I thought we were going to do. No, I know. Eat, but there's a game like if I wanted to change it around. Eat, uh, fuck, marry. Yeah. Eat, fuck, marry. No, Who eat, would you marry, rather? fuck. What would you rather? Wait, what is it? Eat, I don't know. Eat, 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 marry, fuck. Yeah. Eat, marry, fuck or fuck up. Who would you rather? What would you rather eat from this episode? Who would you rather marry? Who would you marry? And who would you fuck up? Fuck. Whatever. It could be either or. I guess so. We're, just, we're gonna call the segment "Eat, Marry, Fuck." Okay, that's it. And you can interpret it however I you want. I want to eat sausage and mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I want to marry. Um, I want to marry Aida in this one. Aww, in the car. I, I want to marry say- Aida in the car. Uh huh. And although I could marry Tony in his white sweater too, <laughs> I could go both ways. Uh, just a little brother-sister team. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just, you know. Oh, God damn it. He could be the girl on the block who slept with the brother and the sister. Oh, God. That asshole. <laughs> that could be you. <laughs> um, and then who do I want to fuck over? Yeah. I don't know. I want to fuck over Janice. I, she's annoying to me in this episode. I just oh, don't I like people her. who I pretend to be something they're not. I agree. I don't. I'd oh, rather I have an asshole it. as a friend, and that I, that everybody knows that that guy's an asshole. And he knows he's kind of an asshole, and he says he's an asshole. Than someone pretending that they're not, but they're snake in the grass. I want to fuck her up. I want to eat mac hmm. and cheese, and I don't know who I want to marry. There you go. I want to. I kind of want to fuck up the the uh, Reverend Junior. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. I would, I would. I might go for him Listen, because we don't like have I, to have one person on each list. We can have two person yeah, on each list. Because I, I think I feel like his dad just died. The memory, like if his dad knew that his son wasn't who he thought he was, yeah. And now his dad's gonna know if he's in this other dimension that's probably not so far from this one. He's gonna see his son through the thin veil. See it. What if the dad was in on it too, though? He wasn't. Are we sure? Yeah, he wasn't. Are you sure? That was a noble man. I hope so. You never. Well, I thought the Reverend. Would, I said, mean, they comment on it too. Oh, they do. Yeah. I must Anyhow, have missed that one. Okay, is, um, we're gonna do that segment again next time too. I like that. Uh, eat, marry, fuck over. Yeah. Or fuck. We'll just call it eat, marry, fuck, but we know what we mean. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah, we're gonna put on t-shirts too. So um, go buy one. <laughs> so this eat, is marry, um, fuck. Soprano oh, that, house. Oh yeah, the phone call. Yes. Interesting. Um. She doesn't know why Johnny is upset with her. So she's playing her dementia card slightly. Do you like the way I'm sitting? I know. What is that? <laughs> Who's on? Hello. Hello. Where's the tea? Okay, come on. Um, come on, let's do this. We're a home run. We're at the home. We're almost there. We're almost there. there. I can see it. Um, okay, so Olivia calls to talk to Carm. Yeah, she says, I did a good job raising my children. She said she's going to leave all her money to the kids. Um, so she's trying to make amends. She's trying to clear herself. She knows she's going to be going with home. With money, with bullshit, like nothing. Like yeah. how about bribing them with the money? And there isn't even any money there. Otherwise, it would be able to pay for Green Grove. How about there an is apology? No money. How about I'm a piece of shit? I made some really accountability. bad calls. You know, how many people do we know that don't take accountability for their uh, fucking so bullshit? So many, so many. Too or, many. Or how about? You know, I miss you. How about starting a conversation like that? I miss you, Tony, and the kids. Yeah. That's all it takes. Maybe you don't even have to apologize, but starting it like that instead yeah. of talking about, I'm going to leave all my money to the kids. Ugh. Anyway, Carm hangs up on Livia. Yeah, and she says, that's where she says, uh, 
that, the, that oh that they're all unhappy and they're all unhappy. Yeah, Carmella's I love that. Face. I love that she calls her out. Um, and Carm- then she hangs up on her, and then we cut to that scene. Now, yeah, I was I cried when I watched that scene. I know it was so sweet when he was carrying him out because he has a moment between he and Bacala too, where you see that there there's a you know there's not this there's no antagonism no. here, and he goes to pick him up. When he goes to fucking pick up Junior, and Junior goes, "What? Well, what are you doing?" Um, his dignity, you know. This is yeah. Well, the, this is the this is the decline. This is the downhill for Junior. But actually. to see Tony Soprano fucking pick him up, and I, you know what? I wouldn't even be fucking surprised if that was a gym choice because it's possible that it was. Yeah, he picks him up, and he's so vulnerable in his fucking arms. And he says he to, carries he, him out like a baby. And he says to him, a rebirth. "Don't make me Maybe die it's a rebirth with of... this guilt." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "You're not fucking going anywhere, old man," or I whatever know. he says. And it's like you see that fucking love. You see the um. He's Tony Soprano. He can't. He's not the Ice Man. No, he can't let Junior. He's go not either. the fucking Ice Man. He can't. He he has too much heart. No matter how much of a stone killer he is, he's got so much fucking heart and soul. Well, I think Junior is going to see this now, right? I, I, well, you know, I don't want to. I didn't watch. I I've watched ahead of for a few, but I, I don't know exactly what happens. We don't want to give anything no. away. But that moment, just that fucking. And I love the way a lot of these episodes on The Sopranos end because mm-hmm. they're always kind of a tableau and there's always sort of a meaningful, quiet moment. And I loved the ending but of the that episode. Was like maybe it, and they're playing maybe, Ella Fitzgerald oh, over I love it, her. which is you know um, maybe that him carrying him out like a baby, and like that was like a rebirth of their relationship. Hopefully, maybe that was the start of it. Yeah, which again for me revol- goes right back to the the title, and also goes back to our theme of being busted and readjusted. Yes. Um, maybe their relationship is is getting readjusted. Yep. It is readjusting yeah. for sure. I mean, what's not readjusting is him and Livia. That's still status quo. Yeah, but the, he's he's gonna he's gonna want to appease Junior at some point. And I yeah, I don't know. The thing I, I still I'm still trying to understand and we'll talk about this moving forward, mm-hmm. why he's so quick to forgive Junior and so slow to forgive his mother. Um, but we'll keep examining that as the episodes go. Wow. And that does it for season two, episode two. Go ahead. What would you like me to say? I would like you to do a little closing. Okay. Well, tune in next week for episode three, Toodle Fucking Ooh, where we'll see a whole lot of trouble from Meadows' busted up high school house party to Richie April, my uncle, mm-hmm. his return from prison. That's right. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Smash it. Do whatever you got to do. We're on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Go. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm just no, that's it. I don't, I'm not. Oh, oh, oh. I don't also, finish the episode. Support the show by giving some love to our awesome sponsor, Proof, oh. uh, Leak Proof Underwear. Mm, show them, Chris. Yes. Show them your panties. Uh, no, I'm, that's that's your job. <laughs> it's not my job. Um, yeah. So anyway, you, your old tagline used to be "See on the Turnpike," but mm. I don't think you want to say that anymore. I got a new one. What, what's it going to be? What? What's it going to be? How, oh, wait. How about um, See at the Bang? See at the Bang. No. What about See at the Pork Store? Nope. Uh, you ready for it? You ready for it? I got it. I got it. 
Okay. It's well. so. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Get it? Wait a minute. Explain to me. Oh, explain. We're aired on Tuesdays every okay. Tuesday. So okay. Who cares? See you next <gasps> Tuesday. God. See you. I mean, it's so fitting for this episode. I didn't and, get it. And your I mouth. I didn't get it and I got you, it. You, now I got it. Oh my it. God, you didn't get it. That mouth. You're being dirty. dirty, you? Yeah, it's for you. It's a present for you. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Can you do it like this though? See you next Tuesday. Oh, fucking punch. See you next Tuesday. All right, come on. We're done. All right, can we go to bed now? It's oh 18 hour episode. Thanks for watching Always. Gangster Goddess. Always. Gangster Goddess broadcast is a UV Ways and Monkey Mind Music Group production. Produced by Margot Carmichael, executive produced by Dre and Chris, and theme song by UV Ways. <laughs>